From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19. I question a psychopath. Everybody, welcome to the show. We're here. We did it. Yes. In, in like Flynn, we're watching sure. uh, some Dick Van Dyke here. We're on a good roll watching fucking uh, 1950s television. I mean, we are. It's 60s, right? This oh yeah, isn't the, 50s. yeah. No, this is early. Like this is Kennedy era 60s. Like this is like 61 to 64. Kind of. I think is is a time. What is the time frame of the Dick Van Dyke show? I don't even know. I want to say 61 to 64. Let's ask Google. Hey Google. What time? Hey Google, how long was the Dick Van Dyke show on? Tanaka Doc. They say the Dick Van Dyke American Television Corporation, 1961, 1966 on CBS. Ooh, I was off by two years. No, I'm good, thank you. So you know, I have. I didn't realize it, it went. It went into like well, well, because they, I, they did a little behind the scenes during the commercial break. Apparently, they did an episode right after Kennedy died. Yes, I heard. I think I heard about that exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke wearing eyelashes. This is. <laughs> I don't know if this is if they're going back in time or if they're doing like an Alan Brady sketch. Yeah, yeah. yeah like exactly. they, this episode has been like I think they're telling a, a like he's telling a tale of when he was a young a young seaman, like, f- fresh out of the na- well. Every that was a thing, man. I mean, all those military shows they had military shows uh, into the seventies. I mean, do they really have a military sitcom now? I mean, is there even like, like into the 70s, uh, uh, Don Rickles was in CPO Sharky. He was a chief petty officer on a naval ship. <laughs> that was his sitcom in the mid 70s. Like there was still a market for like military stuff. Like, I mean, obviously you think of McHale's Navy and you also think of, uh, what was the, uh, there was an army show, the Phil Silver show. Down Periscope? Uh, well, no, that was based on, that was based on the show from the, uh, from the 50s. Down there was Periscope another McHale's Navy, though. McHale's there was, there Navy. was two McHale's Navy-ish type shows. Yeah, oh, God, what, God, what was the other military show? Well, Gomer Pyle, of course. Yeah. But, but then, but then you also, there was another, like, like, again, there would be multiple shows where being in the military was like, okay, this is our audience we got a lot of folks who served in the Second so World War. So we had McHale's Navy, yeah. the wackiest ship of the arm, English Ensign O'Toole broadside, uh-huh. the Navy Lark. What, what era is this or what time? I'm go- well, I have to click on it sure, here. That's cool. That's cool. That was just like pictures. Here. <laughs> so victory at sea. 1952 to 53, Navy Log, 55 to 58. These Me- were TV shows. Yeah, Men of Annapolis. These are all 50s. The Silent Service, Hennessy, The Blue Angels, 
Oh, yeah. Ensign O'Toole, McHale's Navy was 62 to 66. Yeah. Broadside, 64 to 65. Convoy, 65. Mr. Roberts, 65 to 66. Jesus Christ. The wackiest ship in the army, 65 to 66. (laughs) I like that angle. Despite this title, this comedy about a two-mast schooner... In the service during the, it's like what the the Boston bomber hit under. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you know, I think it was Gary there. Collins pictured left, who probably wow. died of some sort of. No, probably dude, Gary Collins is a TV personality into the. He did like an Entertainment Tonight show. Really, absolutely. Gary Collins is personality. Absolutely. He was the John Tesh of his time. It, it was sort of it was cut from that like uh, Entertainment Tonight, that sort of like uh, that era. Of like entertainment type television, but go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I mean, it's amazing. I mean, Navy shows there were. That's literally like 14 Navy shows, and that's just the Navy. They had Army shows too. In the Navy, (laughs) but they still had like, (laughs) like military shows. Were the end? It was their death nail in the 70s. I don't recall any military shows from the. I mean, shows like Jag. I mean, like the sitcom. You know, like the. It's a comedy, you know. Well, obviously, Hogan's Heroes. Obviously, on, you know. the wackiest ship was a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> CPO Sharkly. Sharky. Sharky, the, yeah. The, that was 76 the Don- to 78. Yeah, they brought him back. I, Rickles. I, I watch a few episodes Was that of just that. him roasting people? I remember, I'll never forget an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was seven or eight years old, and, and he was dressing down. And they had like, these like, rube sailors, and they had like, a rube guy, and the kind of streetwise guy. He had to deal with like three or four different personalities, you know. So, But there was an episode where he found found a blow up sex doll in someone's bed <laughs> like that was the that was the comedy and so he actually had a, he brought like a, a blow up sex doll out and was like which one of you is is you know knocking up plastic sally like making like sex jokes about guys in the navy like they're so hard up sexually they'd have sex with a fucking blow up sex doll like that was an authentic plot line i was eight years old trying to process that i, I, I didn't get it but i remember it <laughs> Yeah, it was like, which one? He called it Plastic Sally, you know? Plastic, that sounds like a, a 70s rock and roll hit. Well, well it, it was a Long sex doll. Long Plastic Sally. It was, it's like which a, one of you? It's like an early Between the Buttons fucking uh, Rolling Stones song right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I was, you know what I watched this, this past week a little bit of? Was, was uh, it Con Air? Because it was on a lot this past yeah, week. Yeah, I watched Con Air a couple weeks ago. The death of John Malkovich in that is just... It is mind blowing <laughs> what they do to kill him. The fact that his head Cyrus land- the virus. Someone made yeah. a good point. They say he's Cyrus the virus because he kills more people than cancer. Yeah. And they were like, cancer's not a virus. You know they wanted to say AIDS, AIDS. but they could Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They wanted to like, okay. That was probably one of the last changes they had to make. They, we- it was probably in the script and the producer was like Oh no. I, I bet you there was a debate over it. I bet you there was a debate over it, you know, without a doubt. But that that was the way Mal- Malkovich dies when he fo- when he goes off that that uh, that f- uh, fire engine ladder, and then he goes like through like a walkway in, in Vegas in, in, into basically a factory area where they're making like concrete, or, and there's this giant crushing device, crushing stone that his head lands perfectly underneath, and it just comes down like a guillotine and like crushes his head. Like it was the most preposterous circumstance the needle you had to thread to kill him it was hilarious so now we're getting out of um we're getting out of sitcoms for a little bit we have jag at 14 yeah 95 to 2005 then ncis which we're and when we get into tv league crow ncis has taken a 10 point lead so yeah as number one i'm I'm a dumbass i should have remembered that military show so ncis it's naval intelligence 
It's a sp- I did well I did it's a spin off of Jag and CIS. Yeah. yeah. 10 point lead in the TV standings. Whoa, it's number 1. It's well because it's it's Cuz num- Grey's Anatomy's not running right now. And yeah. NCIS is number 1 on Paramount Plus every day of the fucking week. Wow. Wow. So people are watching it on Netflix and Paramount Plus. People are wow. only watching Grey's Anatomy on Netflix. Every now and again it'll rate on Hulu because the new season is on Hulu, like only the new season is on Hulu. Yeah. So if you want to watch the new ones, you got to go to Hulu. So they have two streaming networks that are basically yes. behind this rise. Now that's why yeah. fucking I have a feeling. That's interesting. I have a feeling Better Call Saul is going to end up winning the league. Yeah. Because it, it gets like iTunes, Voodoo, all of the like weird basement. More like hip, the hip sort Google of streaming things, services. Yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. people just buy it episode by episode. Okay. It's number one on all of those. Like people are all over Better Call So Saul. the cumulative effect of that. God, it's amazing. Like the way this, I don't know, I, this whole system you've come up with, I have to give you credit. You know, it once is. Once I figure out a more, uh, I'm still, I love how I say this on the show where I'm trying to be entertaining. Like no, once, no. once I figure out a more entertaining way to give the numbers, cause I want to make it more like a, like a soccer review show when they're just like Stevenage versus this, well, did hey. that. Like I want to kind of like make it exciting. Like this show faced off against that show. And like, okay, okay. cause they do kind of compete in time slots. Oh, there are yeah. chunks of shows that like the eight o'clocks versus the eight o'clocks and the nines versus the nines. Would like, Six to eleven be the here's, range, basically. Well, here's what I figured out last week. Coast. We're gonna update the standings live in the second half. So we're I'm gonna put up the shit on the TV screen, and I'm yeah. gonna put it up on this screen, and we're gonna go, and I'm gonna show you. I think that they probably have up until Wednesday okay. of the updated standings. Okay. So we'll update everything while we do the break. I'll update the streaming standings. Okay. And I've found that actually showing people where they move instead of me doing it by myself is at least funner for okay. people to watch. Okay, to actually see. Or actually yeah. take them to the website yeah. and show you like, okay, this show got a green. You're showing versus telling. You know, you yeah. see, we're getting the basics here. We're advancing our careers in Los Angeles. We're discovering these things we should have known 35 years ago. That's no. the end of the list there. Yeah. Those, no, are, those, okay. those look to be the big Navy shows. I swear there was a more, maybe I just was thinking Down Periscope was a fucking, was like a remake of a show. Yeah, that was a remake, I think of, I want to say it was McHale's Navy, but that doesn't ring true to me. It was a different... Maybe well, it was the they Phil Silver McHale's show. Navy. Well, look it up. Look it up. Yeah, well, Phil well, Silver well, Show was Marines, I think. Yeah, well, well, that's a subset of the Navy. What is that they wouldn't like to hear that, but it's truth, hence the word Marine, and the first invasion through sea. You've got to be a tough motherfucker to go in through sea. When you're first taking something over, oh my God. Sounds you know? like some sort of sexual practice to you go know? in through sea. Well, it's just like, ah, like by cover of night with your toughest warriors. You got to be a man you know? to see through the foam. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go through that fucking, uh, I mean, can you imagine if you had to do fucking basic training now? I'm 53 years old. It, it would Phil be Phil Silver show, originally entitled You'll Never Get Rich because yeah. Phil Silver's had a hard gambling problem. Oh, exactly. Problem. Oh, gambling was the, it was the entire... Every, it was the heroin of its time. A, a, every single fucking episode was like a gambling scheme to get rich quick that would always fail, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. And that show went on... That show was on for a while. And it was basically just his... Phil Silvers, for a lot of people... He was like that, a stand-up comic, wasn't uh, yeah, he? Yeah, and I think he was... I don't know what totally what story is. You know who was a big Phil Silvers fan? Michael J. Fox was a big oh, Phil yeah. Silvers fan. And actually you bringing know? it back to Dick Van Dyke, and we'll yeah. continue to go down this hole, but bringing it back to Dick Van Dyke, yeah. Buddy on the show was kind of like the most hardcore stand-up comic. Like they were all comedians and stuff, yeah, but yeah. I guess Buddy was like actually on the circuit with like Lenny wow. Bruce and shit. Wow, wow. Interesting. 
Like, like they said, he was like the funniest person on set because he was the one that actually knew how to like yeah. riff with people and he had comebacks for everything. And, and could could deliver the line in a comedic way to make it yeah, uh, yeah connect. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Probably calling people broads and dames. Yeah, well, yeah, so we, yeah, the <laughs> Phil Silver show, this always confused me as a kid because he's Sergeant Bilko. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's Sergeant. It There's Phil, no Phil yeah. Silvers on the Phil Silver show. Yeah. It's the Phil Silver show and Phil Silvers plays it's Sergeant, Sergeant Bilko. Bilko. Exactly. So that's, that's what it was. It was a remake of the Phil Silver show. And he's like a clean cut kind of like. It's a lot of, I think a lot of gags. Yeah. Steve Martin is a big Phil Silvers fan. So he was actually he in Sergeant be. Bilko, you know. So yeah, I, I, I love Steve Martin as a kid. The series was originally set in Fort Baxter, a sleepy, <laughs> unremarkable U.S. Army post in the fictional town of Roseville, Kansas and centered on the soldiers of Fort Baxter motor pool <laughs> under Master Sergeant Ernest G. Bilko. <laughs> That's some like fifties premise shit where Absolutely, people are just hearing man. Ernest G. Bilko. <laughs> well, they also know that reminds me of the time when I was stationed in the Philippines in forty three. You know. However, Bilko and his men seem to spend very little time actually performing their duties. Bilko, in particular, spends most of his time trying to wheedle money through various get rich quick scams. Exactly. Well, he had to bring it to real life. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. They're like that, Phil. That, that's the plot. <laughs> That making a quick buck, yeah, kind of kind of a scammy way to make a buck is hilarious. Anyway, go ahead. Though. Between sets, he's like, you want to make a bet, kid? Oh, oh, I'm on the set, dude. They were probably shooting dice and stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, they were playing a lot of pool and playing for money and a lot of booze. Is being, I think that set, a lot of booze is being drank. You want to bet the Rochester Royals beat the Washington <laughs> Bullets this week? Well, it would have been the Baltimore Bullets. They, 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 they didn't become the Washington Bullets until like 1973. They were actually in Baltimore, the Baltimore Bullets. And then they were like the Washington Capital was just capital, not plural. And then, and then they went to the Bullets, which, by the way, is a better name than Wizards. People, oh, it, it's a connotation of gun violence. What, when I think of wizard, I think of the Ku Klux Klan. I think of the KKK. That's what I think of when I think of the word wizard. Okay, so... Dude, you know, each it's worse season than, 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 of the than, Phil Silver show had 30 episodes, 34, 36, 37, 35. Oh, my God. It had, four, it had a four and uh, a special. Uh, Here's uh, let me read you this finale in the series finale weekend. Colonel Bilko discovers a short order cook named Charlie Clusterman, who is the exact double of Colonel Hall. <laughs> Bilko hires the cook to impersonate the colonel so he can cheat the other officers in a bogus charity effort. <laughs> <laughs> the real Colonel Hall learns of the scam and Bilko, Henshaw, and Barbarella end up being hung from the gallows for committing treason. No, that's not true. That, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it ends in the death penalty. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, they get locked away in guardhouse as Colonel Hall looks at his prisoners on a newly installed closed circuit TV system. He quips, It's a wonderful show as long as I'm the sponsor. It'll never be canceled. The camera cuts to Bilko and his henchmen. Finally, behind bars, Bilko waves to the camera and says, that's all, folks. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like Seinfeld. In, they Seinfeld the stole their, their finale from Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, oh, oh, there are people who look at that show as being a real like comedy kind of breakthrough. I, to be honest, I have not watched. I can't think of I, my any dad, episode. Bilko you know? used to be on like, you, that's when you knew you were getting to the tail end of Nick at Night. When yeah. shit like Dobie Gillis and Sergeant yeah. Bilko was on. Yes, exactly. You, you got knew, some cheers coming on next right Ted here. Ted Danson. But yeah, it, it was, uh, um, yeah, so interesting. with those. Okay, you know what else is an army-based show that I liked a lot in the 70s? Ba Ba Black Sheep. I think I've mentioned it on the show. Robert Conrad was in Ba Ba Black Sheep. Um, and he was, uh, 
they were basically this Navy fighter pilots that were stationed in the, in the Pacific Ocean who had to take on the Japanese. Although they didn't say the Japanese. The good Japanese? I think they said Japs a lot in that show, I have a feeling. They oh, that was like a non-political thing back uh, yeah, then. That well, was you know, just, in the 40s, you just, yeah, that, that, that was, was what just it was. what you called those things back then. Well, I think I told you before, my, my, my best get a little friend, bit of cheers there. Yeah. My, <laughs> Look at that wallet chain. Look, he's like a juggalo and shit. Like, a, that belongs on a pair of Jinkos right there. Look at that chain. <laughs> Nor or uh, Cliff the Huck Cliff the, I was gonna say Cliff Huxtable that's the only yeah. Cliff in my life yeah uh, the mailman wearing a Jinko-ish chain yeah Whoa. uniform yeah. shirt shall be buttoned up to and including the second hey what do you think there Jackson wearing you the uniform like that <laughs> come on oh, son <laughs> I, I'm sorry sir I didn't mean any harm I'm sorry right, son I didn't mean any harm oh, green ones too you'll make it oh wait you're not you're not black <laughs> thank you sir I'll try to do better carry on son. Here's your beer, Cliff. Cliff? Say, uh, you're not by any chance Cliff Clavin. <laughs> sure am. This will be the good setup, well, bringing his ego down. Your name is kind of a symbol around our branch office. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, well, like, well, just the other day, I, I met... We call you a queer. Supervisor yeah. told me to get my head out of my Clavin. There you go. There it is. What does this sure say? Did they says it say Cliff? It says Arthur Carey <laughs> on his go. actual label. Here it is. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get ding for this. We'll get ding. For it's this. on TV. No, we won't. Oh, okay, okay. This is network. Okay, no, I don't know how it works these days. I'm confused. Taking a break. This is an early Cheers. Too. This is like a Cheers of '83. This yeah. has multiple verses. This song is like four and a half minutes long. Oh, it's complex. Long. It's complex. It's a great song. Absolutely. Wouldn't you like to get away? I mean, th this show. Do you remember this show in 93, it's the last episode? I do remember the latter. Yeah. I remember, yep. dude, when I was coming up, it was like the tail end of Wonder Years and Cheers yeah. and like Frasier was starting. Yeah. Like I, that, I remember, that's my fucking heyday, dude. Yeah, when you first became aware. I remember Freddie Mercury just dying of AIDS. Wow. Well, it was late 91. Is it true that he died of AIDS the day after he announced that he had it? Yes. Yeah, it took, he waited that long. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you know already? Yes, people knew. Uh, but it was was uh, that kind of a thing. You know how people suspect like, oh, I think he's on pills. Look at him. Was there like that time of like, I think he's got the AIDS. Oh, oh, the British tabloid press was merciless on him. Merciless. Things were very homophobic. AIDS. People were scared by AIDS, you know, and he had a very flamboyant lifestyle and a very open lifestyle, you know, so it was like. So the fact that he had to be that sort of closeted with his announcement is sad. It's a sad state of affairs. That didn't change. People couldn't talk about AIDS until Magic Johnson. Actually, like in everyday America, like in diners and small towns, you could then talk about AIDS when Magic Johnson announced he had AIDS because he's one of the most famous people on earth, and certainly in the country. So that, that, that was the importance, I think, of Magic Johnson, I would say. Oh, Rock you mean Hudson, Cock Hudson? Rock Hudson certainly... There, I mean, there was certainly like, oh, Liberace dying, and you heard of it, you know, but it was like, well, frankly, Liberace that, yeah. they, they lived a immoral lifestyle, Alicia. So therefore, there was almost like they were to be blamed for that. It certainly raised the awareness. That's literally, <laughs> that's the homophobia. That was the homophobia at the time. Uh, but then Magic Johnson, everyone liked Magic Johnson, you know, he's not gay. He's an athlete. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, okay. Like that, that's how kind of Do you naive. know the conspiracy about him? I think I've said this before. A lot of people think that he 
never had AIDS, that he actually got popped fucking an underage girl. And the government said, like, your, your punishment is you're going to be the face of AIDS. Like, you're going to get to, we're going to normalize AIDS with you because everyone loves you. Uh, that is a urban myth that I oh, do Oh, I don't believe yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's one of the conspiracies where God. you're like, I'd buy that. No, what I heard that is. seems like something you could work out. The fact is, yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a because the government would come to you with the proposition. The government. Look what at, does that mean exactly? Rhea Perlman. Anyone on earth ever find her attractive at the time? <laughs> there was an episode of Saturday Night Live at this time. Eddie Murphy was Velvet Jones. He was the pimp of Rhea, <laughs> Rhea Perlman. Was the prostitute, and he was going him. It was it was the People's Court. So you had to go to Judge Wapner, and she was suing him for money. And he was like, "Your Honor, let's face it, the bitch ugly." That was one of his lines. I. Fucking lost it. That's hilarious. I mean, it was. Look how much taller fucking they are. Her and, her and Danny DeVito really are a match made in heaven. Are oh, they? Absolutely. They're still together. They oh, have absolutely. to be. Yeah, I think that they're actually a good Hollywood couple. I respect I mean, them. if they broke up, they would just wither immediately. <laughs> yeah, they're both in their 70s. They're like two yeah. barnacles that like they need to be on each other. If they separate, they'll just, they just fucking die. dry up like snails. <laughs> well, this is he died in this, man. He, he, he died after this season. They'll just turn into Coached dried him. up pieces of gum under a desk if they're not together. Yeah, that'll happen. They'll, they'll just, yeah, they'll die. Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito. This is an early cheers. But yeah, I remember Thursday nights, uh, 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 Keith, this was a, like, cheers let off. The th- it was, no, it, it was the one right before Hill Street Blues. And the, I remember watching this before it was the Cosby show. Ooh. And the, uh, the, I think they might have had Night Court was on that, but there was a couple other shows that were... Thursday night on NBC in the 80s was a real juggernaut. It was, I mean, they they captured that night well. So do you know the premise of this show? This is Come Dance With Me. This is a new TV league show. Um, Come this is, Dance uh, With Me. Each team is tasked with creating their own superpower as they battle their way through difficult dance routines. This is families dancing with each other. Look at what he's wearing. He looks like a weird, like, bullfighting cowboy. Look at this. Would you do this with your boy? Uh, absolutely not. This is the kind of shit where, like, oh, look how fucking, what is that, Sal Volcano right there? Why is everybody all painted up like a whore? Well, I, oh, okay, yeah, it's the hero. Yeah, but I didn't know everyone had to get involved. I, I thought it was, like, Pride Month. Maybe they overlap. It is Pride Month. Exactly. So that maybe it was related to that, too. Oh, no, they taped these. They probably taped this in fucking yeah, December. They true. made everybody just pretend it's Pride. <laughs> This is December. I mean, the whole... <laughs> I wish I could play the song, but look at that. Look at the flames. I wore that outfit in 1998 to an ICP concert. <laughs> That's... Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I was a big flame on clothing kind of guy. I wanted a car. I wanted to learn how to make flames and paint, which is actually like a good Like Grease trade. Lightning. You know, absolutely. <laughs> Grease Lightning. Absolutely. When he, I loved Grease as a kid. My dad probably thought I was a homosexual because yeah. I watched Grease a lot. I'll be honest with you. I saw Grease in the theater. Grease is a pretty fucking straight play, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to admit it. I found Olivia Newton-John at the end of that. She was a cutie. Really hot. When I was like nine years old, I was like, oh, my God. It was like jarring. This kid but I remember loves not liking to dance. Because I, I, I just, musicals, I don't despise musicals. There are good musicals. I saw Les Mis. I liked it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was like a woke thing to do when you were 21 in 1990 was to see Les Mis. Dude, uh, the dad got into it halfway because he finished and he was like, (sighs) is that Dave Helm? Helm? Yeah, no, he threw out the first pitch at a Sox game. Yeah, I heard that. Good for him, man. That's hilarious. Good for him. Y'all better electrify me tonight. Did not expect that guy to sound like that. Oh, I did. (laughs) The bucking grooves were so 
Powerful. Great job, gentlemen. Great job tonight. You actually danced like gay men. Great job. <laughs> you danced like Stan- You've been choreographed well. Just really touched your inner Stanley Tucci's out there. Oh, my God. That was a pretty fucking... They leapt pretty... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, here we go. She's made up, though. I can't get over the growth and improvement of you two on this show. It is... So amazing to watch. You're gonna be wearing anal beads in oh, no time. I know. It's just like something. Isn't something about this kind of pathetic? No, it's hilarious. I mean, I in a sense, I get the whole like you know, fuck it. They're probably getting paid so much money. I I would beg to differ. Here's the difference though, and where we come from a different time is. Everyone in their circle is probably very encouraging about this. Yeah, yeah. Making a fool of yourself is very much in vogue now. Yeah, publicly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's all TikTok is essentially. It's people dancing in public. I saw it when I left work today. There was a dude sitting Indian style in the corner of the mall, just speaking into his phone, pontificating, if you will. Yeah. I I, I don't. Man. No, he was talking to himself. I saw. Yeah, he was making a video because he kept pausing and restarting. God. When someone here's the here's the best thing and what kind of makes uh, deep thought non authentic. Yeah, he would get into these big long things like you see him doing this, and then he would be like, and he'd stop, and he'd have to like gather himself, reset, and then yeah. do it again. And it's just like you're trying to make it perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know something? He's make afraid mistakes. he's gonna say the n word, yeah, and that's yeah. what we don't want. Yeah, it's not just you have to be. Oh God, it's just so weird. I, I, it's not so weird. It's it's just what it is, you know. Ah, uh, I wouldn't want to exercise. Now let's go look, watch some fucking men on American Ninja Warrior. D- is the back? It's probably some fucking. Can we catch the score? Fucking... The, uh, c- c- the score of the basketball game? Oh yeah. Let's just catch the score because we'll get we'll get hit. Ooh, ooh, look at this. This is Ninja Warriors. Is this you know? Um, yeah. let's see. Yeah. As long as I don't it's have just... the sound on, you I are think right. We're good There's a this. whole like cheerleader aspect to things sometimes in this country that is just bizarre to me. It's really weird. Let's see what we got on a What's quick a score. score. Yeah. Here. Come on, show the score. Well, they don't want you to know. What is that? A all-star referee? What do we got? Fucking is that John is it, Starks it, doing it, the no, referee? I, I thought that was fucking uh, Shane Battier. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, this is fucking insane. As long as I have the menu up, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I, yeah, we'll just. Oh wow! Wow! I didn't see it. Okay. Put on a little Friday it's probably the night. end of the third quarter. I would think. Let's see what's going on on the news. We do have a mayoral election that will finally get decided in two weeks. In two weeks? Wow. So it's between Caruso and who? Uh, Karen Bass. Oh, she, she's the populist candidate? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we, in England? What is that? She's a real Democrat. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, let's go over some topics while we, we got some channel surfing time. Uh, Jeff Gladney, NFL player, and Marion Barber both die of what looks to be head trauma. So, uh, well, wh- Gladney wh- died in a car accident, but he had behavioral problems. Marion Barber was made of CTE. I mean, he yeah. was just brown matter. Yeah. At the end of his life. And and what what football team drafted Gladney in the first round the two years ago? Yes, they did. So it's and he they, didn't and he didn't die a Viking. No, he because they caught him because he got arrested for third degree battery. So they was he good? Him. Uh, well, he was a first-round pick. I mean, in the first year, I, I couldn't really tell, you know? I mean, it just, it was still too... But they have drafted 
So many first-round defensive backs, Keith, that have never worked out. I don't know what the fucking problem is. That guy, Mike Hughes, first-round pick, 2018 from South Florida, uh, on the on the Chiefs now. Gladney, dead, you know, uh, whatever. Well, there was Xavier Rhodes in 2013. That's a long time ago. He was actually overrated. He was never very good to begin with. Uh, and then they, I mean, it's just, then the other guys, defensive backs, they just, they can't develop. It's just weird. 25. It's, so it, young. Car accident, yeah. though. He actually was, Mary and Barber, I don't think they know quite yet. Mm-hmm. How they got to do the autopsy. Well, I know with Gladney, my sense, and maybe I'm wrong, and you could it's say, a car Adam, accident. What, but I think that, I think that he was a bit of a troubled seed, I think. There was well, a look bit at that of a, right a troubled here. soul, a bit of a, not, not bad seed. A troubled seed. I think he was a, a troubled soul. I think there well, was... they picked a picture here where he's looking longingly at the floor during an NFL Network interview. They always pick the right picture to make it seem like what they want it to seem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it represents sadness yeah. or grieving He's or looking something. at his starting spot. Fucking. But, but he, he had a trial, and he actually got exonerated. All, all the tri- uh, He was found not guilty. So the Cardinals signed him to a two-year contract in March. You know, I mean, there was still some tire on the tread there, but it's like, you know, it's just the Vikings, the things they do, sometimes they were totally knee-jerk in their response. Other times they were way too, they overthought it. They just were not a modern organization. Not a well-run organization. I figured I'd... uh... Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah let's they watch died. this. Uh, let's watch this fucking Mary and Barber highlight. You, you are right about we talk about. Yeah, Barber. When I think of Barber, I think of Barber's. I father. think of him running out of bounds when he shouldn't and costing the Bears a football game. That's unfortunately yeah. my last thought because he had his last year was on the Bears. Yep. He was okay. He was okay, kind of yeah. like a third down back. Yeah. But there was a game in Denver. He runs out of bounds when we didn't need him to run out of bounds. Stops the clock. We have to punt. Denver wins on the next drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He should have slid. Yeah, well, he was, uh, uh, Marion Barber's father uh, was a running back, too. Played for the Jets. Played for the Jets, I think, from 78 or 79 to, like, 84 or 85. He was a first-round pick of the Jets. He played for Minnesota, too, which is where Marion Barber went to college. It was him and Lawrence Maroney with a backfield for Minnesota. They ran for 400 yards against Wisconsin one Look time. Look at these hits. This was like CTE oh. type of shit right oh. here. Yeah. I mean, he was a physical runner. No doubt about it. He was a physical runner. Listen to this one. Oh, this is the what era yeah, of yeah, fucking yeah. Chris Berman. He's probably telling someone to go fuck themselves between fucking takes. He, he was already he was already old. Dude, hat the this Dallas time. Cowboys had a run of like everyone with the last name Jones, Marion Barber, <laughs> fucking any Thomas, like Quincy Carter pulling fucking running backs off the street, dude. <laughs> Williams, some Williams was in there. Look how th- big those fucking linemen were. Yeah, like that's un- it's an unacceptable weight in current NFL. These guys are morbidly obese out there, just fucking. Whoa. You know, you know what I think? Out there, like tumors do, bouncing about. Did you, <laughs> do you think? And I mean, I think in the last three to five years, particularly the last couple years. There has been some sort of standardization where I think the CTE, CTE thing is so frightening to the NFL that they want to actually kind of pair the players down. They don't want them to be as big as they are. Do you think that's truthful? Do you think it's truth? Think yeah, you, you to mean, lessen I, the blows. I also just know? think the game is more fast and sleek. Exactly. Versus, it's versus, about speed. So yeah. like just size doesn't make sense. You're gonna, yeah. You could probably pound people away. You'll hurt a quarterback or two, but you're going to get burned by Jamar Chase. Like, yeah, yeah. I even think how those dudes like Ronnie Lott and shit would fare in today's NFL. They'd probably get dusted by some of these wide receivers. Well, I mean, I, I want the fact is 
there's no doubt about that the rules and such favor the offense because people want to see scoring, you know. So, But whatever. This is a form of offense that's existed in Texas for years and other high school programs. The NFL, is, which is completely Byzantine and conservative, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to run the spread now, and this is what, what, what happens. So maybe that's a good thing. I wonder if there's any long-term improvement. of, But the fundamental nature of the game is still to hit people. So it's like... You know, the, CT, the CTE thing, I think, they're very, very concerned about it because there's a lot of guys like this. He had to have died of some sort of CTE uh, ailment. He had to. Yeah. Have. I mean, I don't know, but I just think even at 38, I which think is it not was suicide because it was a wellness check. Ooh, they were doing ooh, a wellness check ooh. on him. Oh, yeah. So, so the, the brain was scrambling. He 10, didn't know 10, why. Look, here we go against oh. my Bears. You know what, though? The Bears will sneak a win against the Cowboys in every yeah, now and again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always when you don't expect them to. Yeah, yeah. They'll beat a good Cowboy team. Yeah, I remember this run. This is like his, this is his hallmark run. You know, oh, it, yeah. it's basically him not getting sacked well, they, they, for a safety. That's <laughs> the thing now, how they glorify people after they die. They're like, you know, he was Marshawn Lynch before he was Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Why didn't you pay him like he was Marshawn yeah, Lynch? No. I, he, 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 we care about him because he played for the Cowboys. Had he played for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, we wouldn't really be talking about him. It would not be, it would not be a, uh, a national story. So it is the effect of the Cowboys, which is annoying, which is annoying to me. They are an annoying <laughs> franchise. I, I, I don't like them. You know? So yeah, no, I, yeah, I would agree. I think guys have tried to slim down a little bit. There's certainly the athleticism now is they are, they're fucking fast, man. These guys are fast. But I think the secondary, they, they can barely touch them now. So these massive stats that are being padded, it's because there's certain rules. They can't do things like that. You can't, you can't hand fight them downfield. You can't, you know, can't kick them in their fucking dick. You know what I mean? Whatever. I mean, even like the findable shit would be like, Bannable. Remember when Albert Hainsworth stepped on that one motherfucker's head? Oh, yeah, head? Absolutely. absolutely. And it was just like, well, they suspended him for the year for that, right? Uh, I think. I don't know for sure. It might not have been. The, you know what the I year. watched yesterday? What? Uh, 84 Super Bowl. Rams fucking, or uh, uh, Raiders. Niners. Raiders. Oh, Raiders, Raiders Redskins. Raiders Skins. That's actually a good. The Raiders were good. I you thought could of tell. you because every time Marcus Allen ran the ball, I thought, oh, no, Vikings. Don't draft Marcus Allen. Allen. <laughs> I mean, he was, he won the MVP that game. I mean, but was he was he available for the Vikings? Oh yeah, draft? absolutely, he and, was available. And did they? They took D Darren Nelson. And you know the the reason here here's the thing was most, Darren Nelson good? He he had a, he probably played nine years. He was one of the players traded for Herschel Walker. Right. So you know? so a, a a crucial piece. How pumped were you when you got Walker? Or did you know like fuck, we got the bad end of that? Oh, well, one? well, initially I was like. Okay, because because the Vikings thought they had a chance of winning the Super Bowl. They thought they had because their defense was truly this great. This is the Whiskey they, Wade era. Yes, you, you Wade put fucking, Wilson. You put Herschel behind Whiskey Wade. Uh, Anthony Carter was their big play threat, the wide receiver. He was decent. They had Steve Jordan, who was who was Cameron Jordan's father, was a Pro Bowler for seven years. They had some pieces in there. But they didn't have a good enough quarterback. Herschel a, and Wade, that seems like a pairing you could do on some yeah. PR type of shit. When they first got him, I was like, Hold, and then his first game, he ran for 148 yards against the pack and scored two touchdowns. And I was just like, yeah. I mean, I was like, I was gloating. God, I was gloating and I was loud, rubbing it in Packer fans' faces. Just being an asshole because I hate him. Uh, and, and it was, uh, so they made that trade and, and it was bad. It, it, it was a bad trade. I knew it in the back of my head. He was great when he first came in, and then he slowly but surely got worse and worse and worse to the point that he got benched in games because he was so the pressure of it. He couldn't do his, he couldn't perform. 
You know, so he, he tried to commit suicide when he was in Minnesota. They actually caught him. He, he was in his garage and he had the car All the turned pl- they're on. They're trying to commit suicide. You got you know? fucking players jumping out of the back of ambulances trying to escape Minneapolis. Well, yeah, that was Everson Griffin did that. You know, the, the CTE. Who was a really good player. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that hit him early. Everson Griffin was at his early age with that. Uh, we have not heard. The, it's not going to end. Much like January 6th in the Trump presidency. It's not going to end well for Everson Griffin. Uh, the brain is scrambled. Uh, the, the, it, it is putty at this point. You know, it's a shame because I guess he's kind of a good guy, but he uh, beat his body up. He was the gunner on special teams when they first drafted him. He used to run the punt, punt return guy down as a 270-pound guy. You're a pretty good athlete. You know, you know who else did that? Dexter Manley. Dexter Manley also did that. You know, who was like a DM. A lot of Manleys in the NFL. Because he was 275 pounds, but ran like a 4640. A lot of Stingleys, <laughs> you know? a lot of Manleys. Yeah, Stingley. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, with, with uh, so I'm going off here, going off on this stuff. But uh, is your score of the game, man? Maybe do oh, yeah, let's so. check in on that. Let's check in on that basketball game, man. Oh, man this, whole, this whole world. Let's see what the score is. The world. Let me go in on this. Ooh, Golden State's up in the fourth quarter by five points. I hate the Warriors, Wow. Dude. Wow. This is, a, this is an interesting game. Well, we can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, we can't, can we? Oh, I can try. Let me try and work something if you can talk for a or, minute or, or two. Oh, yeah, or, or maybe just even get the sound of it, no, maybe. No, I can, I can figure this out here. Okay, I just sure. got to No do... problem. Watching some cheers, early cheers, dancing. Dancing's character being a womanizer. I mean, this would not be allowed. This wouldn't be allowed now, you know? Uh, him being a womanizer, it would be deemed kind of gross. But they had a good chemistry. I mean, Shelley Long starred in The Money Pit opposite of Tom Hanks. The second movie I ever saw on a date with Stacey Negelstead, okay? I remember that awful date. Bad, awkward kiss at the end. I was so uptight, like, oh. <laughs> All inexperienced. I'm 16. Oh. Like, <laughs> Just letting you know. That's a reveal I just had right there. I'm just open. I'm just speaking off the top of my head, Keith, as requested, being goofy. Oh know? yeah, so, no, I think we can do it now. Yeah, yeah. Coach died. I just had to put up a standby thing. Here. Coach was in raging bull. Yeah, that's why they brought. Uh, that's how they Woody got Harrelson. Woody Harrelson involved. Yeah, absolutely. Because Coach was. Uh, I mean, he was a comedic. He was good. He was there for. I think from from eighty one to eighty four was it or eighty three to eighty six. I think he died maybe in 86. He was also in, uh, if you ever saw, uh, well, Raging Bull, I was saying. He was in Raging Bull. Curry, Curry had, thir- had 38 points and 10 boards. Yeah, he had to show up, man. He had to have his A game going for them to win. And, yeah. And he showed up. It seems like they got, like, the Celtics are just too overpowering of a team. Yeah, well, it's interesting seeing this Warriors team because it's the three guys, Thompson, who's got a, be- a bum wheel, and then Draymond Green and Curry, and then just different guys now. I think that's kind of interesting. Like they're, I think they're a pretty well-run organization. Well, let's you know? see what Colin has Kerr's to say about Curry's a good coach. You know? Let's see well, what Colin you know, has to say. Golden State. I have no- the Celtics. <laughs> just by the way, let's, I, I just want to lead this segment off by saying Colin was talking about how Boston is an old-fashioned dynasty. L.A., Los Angeles, we pop, we're bright. Stars. No one wants to go to Boston. Wow. The East Coast. What an insight. In Massachusetts. He's saying. You no know, billionaires out there in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there are. There is money in Boston. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, it. it's tied up in slavery. You but know, Well, I mean, actually, probably. Well, I mean, not as much as the South, certainly. But the Celtics should be there. happy. I think. How that was a seven-game series, I have no idea. Hobbled. No second dependable scorer. 
I don't know what to make of it. They were down 13 with three and a half minutes left. I mean, left. these are just regular black guys. There are no stars, no LeBron. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> what he's saying is so wrong. How was it close after getting overwhelmed in the first quarter? I think I'm more impressed right now with Miami than I am with Boston. And it's a reminder that uh, great basketball teams, the great ones, that's the Steph, KD, Clay, Draymond Warriors. Kobe, Shaq, Lakers, Showtime Lakers. Uh, the Heatles, I think, qualify as that. The Heatles? They have a huge yeah, yeah. knockout. <laughs> the Heatles. The Beatles? That's what I call them, the, the Heatles. The Miami Heat and the Beatles combined into a photograph more than Jesus. Punch. I mean, they go on a 20-4 run, a 17-2 run, and they do it quickly, and they overwhelming, overwhelm you. They bury you. Lights out. See you tomorrow. Thanks for flying United. Uh, Boston? <laughs> He's always mentions a specific airline. <laughs> One of the big four. I don't. I don't mention Budge Airlines. He's got flying Southwest. What's it? <laughs> exactly. Can absolutely this Boston team dominate you for a quarter? How are you gonna let that? These guys are light skinned for Christ's sake. Yeah, his. And you hit a look how black Jimmy Butler is. He let that guy beat him. Couple buckets to open the next quarter, and it's like a nine point game. They're just not gifted enough offensively. I, Colin is He's big on not, stars. Him and yeah. even Joy is starting to fall for it about how like you need stars. You need to pay the stars. You need these powerful stars on your team. Well, that's always been the NBA kind of model, right? But it's like, no, I mean, I think you can put together decent players and they're proving they're they're just deep. They they can beat you in the second quarter. I don't know. We I, got a little bit of Colin to we're gonna end yeah, because yeah. he I wanna show you, we're gonna get into this because I wanted to set up how he felt about Boston going in, and then we'll show you a video today of yeah. how he feels yeah. about the series now because he kind of had to eat a little crow. Of course. Yeah, That's absolutely. why Boston is a really good basketball team, and there are moments when Marcus Smart, their top defensive player, and the NBA's top defensive player, when Marcus Smart is adding offense, and that's not a regular occurrence. That's about every third or fourth game. Marcus Smart gives you offense. Then... Boston's hard to beat, but that's not a regular occurrence. And you get those racist fans screaming at you. God. Yeah, Boston. I mean, Boston out. <laughs> that's why they get the light skin guys. You got to confuse the fans over there in Boston. Yeah. yeah. Milwaukee without over Chris here in Los Angeles, we keep our racism inside. <laughs> we want to yeah. throw a banana at LeBron James. Yeah. Chick. But there ain't no banana. You got to go all the way to El Segundo to get one of those. Chick Hearn. In the 90s, and Bo Outlaw was Did hanging he throw on the out rim. a monkey out there like fucking. Oh, Bo Outlaw was hanging onto the rim after like a dunk. He's like, they got to give him a banana. Well, uh, let's dude, find that. It's, it's got to be in. It's got to be out there. It's got to be. He's hanging on. I, 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 I may have said he's monkeying around or he got to give him a banana. Something primate monkey gorilla related, I believe. I believe happened. I could be lying, but I don't think I am. I, I've told myself and others the story so often that I want to believe it's the truth, but I think it is. I, think I hope it is. it is. Okay, 1997. Don't. This is an LA Times article. Don't judge Hearn merely by latest slip of tongue. <laughs> okay, Chick Hearn made a mistake Tuesday night as distributing as the one Howard as disturb yeah. as distributing. Yeah. Uh, you know, racism does distribute, though, whenever yeah, you say words. Fan it out, yes, exactly. Um, the ripple effect. As bad as the one Cosell made when he called the Washington Redskins 
smurfish wide receiver Alvin Garrett a little monkey. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know why you got to repeat what fucking he said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so what did Hearn say? Did they go into Hearn's statement? Uh, yeah, Can we read me? That? Yeah, no, we'll get, we'll get into this. Yeah, article. so I, I think I might be right. I think I might be right. In his simulcast of the Lakers-Clippers game from the pond, Hearn reacted to Bo Outlaws hanging on the rim for several seconds by saying he was up there so long he could have eaten a banana. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Considering Outlaw is black, was it a racially insensitive remark? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hearn is a racist? After being around him for off, this is one of those classic, like, this was when making the excuse for the racist was yeah. like, totally acceptable oh yeah, yeah yeah in my around him off and on for 15 years i think not more qualified to answer that question is his broadcast partner lou Stu lance who is black oh lance when yeah. let out of his cage said yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah it's such a, like company man lance what the fuck is he gonna say you know what i mean like it's he's he's on board you know he knows where his bread bread's uh buttered i mean he's gonna toe the party line you know? Absolutely not, he said before Wednesday night's game at the Forum between the Lakers and the Bulls. I think I'd know after 10 years with him if he was. <laughs> he does plug his nose when we sit next to each other, but I didn't. <laughs> he asked me how many, Ill how many illegitimate children I have on air. They're like, he calls you Jackson all the time. Th there was a guy, when I worked in Madison, I worked for this restaurant called The Nitty Gritty. And The Nitty Gritty's hitch was, on your birthday, you drank for free. So that everyone would come and they'd have birthday parties there and just tie it on. People got stumbling drunk at the nitty gritty. The guy who ran it, Marsh, I can't think of what his last name was. He used to do high school basketball, the tournament in Wisconsin. You'd watch it. It was a big thing in March. You'd watch the high school tournament. And there was a, a team from Milwaukee who was African-American dominated. And in the middle of the telecast, he said, yeah, they're pretty disciplined for a black team. I remember him saying that explicitly, being like, wow. I mean, that, that, I mean, that state... There was definitely like old school white racisms there, you know, because there's enough black folks like in Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, where it's like, oh, we got to watch out. Oh, they're 12 percent white. There's 235 million white people in this country and 335 million people. White people are two thirds of the country, 67 percent of the country. You are not being replaced. That is just not the truth. You are not being replaced. But, you know, some people think they are. From an economic point of view, they feel that way because their life is so terrible. You know, and it's been... This is trouble. You know. So you look at the field goal percentage last night. The assists, the three-point percentage. A lot of times in the... Celtics are making me look like an asshole. <laughs> I don't like it. NBA now, one team shoots well, one team struggles, that decides the game. Look, at now they're the beasts in the East. Well, why is that a, why is that a bad thing? Maybe the defense is good. You know what I mean? Is, is, is it an well, indictment? Well, because it goes against his narrative that yeah. offense is the new shit and you have to have offense. Defensive coaches don't know how to do anything. <laughs> they're not the most successful coaches. He does it in football and basketball. Everything. And, yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. You got to have offense. Defense is dinosaur. I mean, which in a way I believe I know the best yeah. defenses don't win titles, but you can't just shoot threes yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You need to stop the other team from scoring. Every once in a while, you got to be able Even to do that. Even though it was yeah. fun to watch, I do get your point about how that Rams-Chiefs game, that like 55-56 game, yeah. like yeah. that's good for one game. Like, yeah, it, I know. If, you ha if, you, if I watched the Bears and they went undefeated but gave up 50 points every game, 
you'd still be worried going into every game. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 I agree. You'd be so, like, yeah, we can score 60, but we're also probably going to give up like 45. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's what the Vikings did with, with, with Green. That was the shadow of 98. That was the shadow that 98 They just thought cast. Randy could do it for the, us. They're going to do this for the next like four or five years. And he was great. That's but- a, a window of how freakish he was. A wide receiver changed the whole team. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, they weren't a bad team, but like... He made them that undefeated season or that, that 15 in one year. Yeah, that was all Randy Moss. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 it was total game changer. One player. It was like, oh, my because wasn't his first play a touchdown. Uh, I, I think I know he had one against I think he had three against the Buccaneers in the first game of the season. I was coming out of the boundary waters. I was it was my second year of grad school. I was 29 years old. I didn't uh, know he was supposed to go to like Florida State. Well, I, I think he got into Florida State and like raped a girl, and, and then, then got and fucking think, yeah. And then I think he went to Notre Dame, and then they were like, oh, he went, and then he ended up in in West Virginia. If he would have been on Florida State, they would have had Peter Warwick, who was a first round draft choice. They would have had Charlie Ward, who won the Heisman. They would have had Peter Randy Bulware. Moss. That they, they had Randy Moss, and they would have had who, there's a third guy who was in the league who was a wide receiver too. They had NFL talent everywhere on that team that's when florida state was just they were a sick program they were so fucking good but yeah uh randy moss made a true difference like that obviously and so he was and they kind of fell into that but then they then they just their defense never developed and then john randall got old you know and it was like okay well he can't dominate like he used to you know let's see what kyle so so you know what you do with that you don't draft warren sap just don't draft warren or marcus allen no just don't draft them how do you not see that how, what I think, think they really the were hung up on like they thought he was a thug. That was like a big draw off back then. I well, think with, with Marcus Sapp. Allen. No, oh, Sapp. Oh, Sapp. oh, absolutely. Sap was was bust. He, te- he didn't piss clean. I think he liked to rip bong hits. So fucking yeah. what? <laughs> I like that you frame so it like that. So what? You know what I mean? He it's liked just, to peel a little the devil's cabbage. You know, I mean, it's like so what? Why does that bother you? I mean, it's just. But yeah, and then he got and then whatever, and then they drafted him and Derek Brooks, and that was a, they were the cornerstone of those of those Buccaneer defenses that were totally good. You know, That's when not they what's won a Super Bowl. They both shot about the same last night. That's troubling. So why is that troubling? Because Jason... What am I talking about? Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> why do I have this job? Why? He just starts fucking crying. On, why? I don't know why. <laughs> that was like me at an open mic a couple days ago. You I, fucking I, went down? Yeah. Well, it was fine. Honestly. Yeah. I've, I've just been... I told a joke I haven't told in 20 years... That fucking got a big response, and I was like, "Holy Which shit!" Which one was it? Uh, I don't think you've even heard of it. It, it, it is—it's a series of three. Was it like, the white man's guilt? No, 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 no. It, it was—I went to a county fair recently, and uh, uh, I was going to play this. Remember that game that you toss the dart, you uh, pop the balloon, you win a prize? <laughs> yeah. You know, remember that game? You know, this guy was like, "Come on, play this game. Look at all these great prizes you can win. Play, play the dart tossing game. Look at all these great prizes you can win." Yeah, I think I, I want to play your dart tossing game. I've always wanted that 30-pound stuffed pink elephant for the corner of my bedroom. Yes, I, I want to play your dart tossing game. I've always wanted that nativity scene painted on the side of a circular saw blade. You know, I, I want to put that. Yes, I, I want to play your dart tossing game because for 35 years, I've looked for a Spuds McKenzie cocaine mirror, and now I found it. So that's my, I got to laugh. Spuds McKenzie. Spuds, Spuds McKenzie. That was a deep cut, man. That was a deep cut. Tatum is not playing well and doesn't have to play well. And they lead the series. If yeah. Steph Curry isn't brilliant for four quarters, the Warriors don't win. Yeah. Two of the three games in the fourth quarter, Boston. Now, I know two days ago I was saying that Steph's going to dominate him. Th- this that Boston one- doesn't have any stars. <laughs> that a collection of team doesn't make up. You got to have stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. You, you hate him. Getting it. huge, huge contributions looking, from Looking over at Joy, that's him fucking checking to see if Joy has taken his career yet when he looks back. Yeah. Watch She's his being eyes groomed. drift over. Boston's getting huge. Watch those huge eyes. Con- oh, Got to check out Joy's cleave real quick. Uh, see my, how Joy's b- b- boys are sitting over there. Uh, my brother does not like Colin Coward. Tributions from role he's players. A he's just a He's, he's just a milk toast. You know? Starters. Derek White. Robert Williams. Mark. Whatever the main narrative of today is, that's my opinion. <laughs> just flopping the wind, you know. Here, I want to get That's what out. happens when you live out here. You lose your opinions. You, know, you become soft. <laughs> I want to do some over-unders. Now, I love over-unders. Okay. Love them. And it's not... Some of these I would wait a little while based on injuries in camp. But I have my favorite. This is where you get to see Colin's best faces of like when he listens to people and you get it like. Because <laughs> he wants to get something out. He fluctuates. Well, because yeah. he's like really listening to his answer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to. That's not really listening. Over of the NFL. You got to truly Watch. listen. Watch. Hold on. So what the Miami Dolphins did in the off season was as a franchise pivot to the offensive side of the ball. They spent their money on offense. Offense. Rid of a defensive coach who didn't get along with two. Who are garbage. They're barnacles. They throw them in the garbage. Defensive coach. So my first Buffalo, who's their head coach? Oh, yeah. I won't talk about that. Yeah. I won't talk about how Sean McDermott's a defensive coach. Yeah. Takeaway is I I have. (laughs) That is funny, by the way, about how he hasn't mentioned his whole thing is that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Defensive coaches. Yeah. You know, you got to have a good offensive coordinator, and then you lose that guy, and you're stuck. Yeah. Yet he still thinks the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, exactly. You know. Like, he has these opinions, but when a team doesn't follow it, he doesn't even mention it. Yeah. Oh, the Bills are an outlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. And I use that as an example. I think Buffalo is Tua, who I don't think is good. Yeah, they might actually win the Super Bowl finally. Yeah, yeah, they have a chance. Diggs is good. Allen's a good quarterback. Mike Zimmer did not get along. Flores and Zimmer were essentially fired because they didn't get along with their quarterback. We know that Flores can coach, and we know that Mike Zimmer can coach. Look how long this uh, question is. He fucking loves Mike Zimmer. Aaron, not OTAs. Let's hear this. The Packers' elevation in numbers, reasonable considering they have now the McVay system. The Packers... By the way, Wait, let me they open that. with a... Because that's what Detroit. I want you to hear. He thinks the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. Actually has some nice offensive... Along with their quarterback. Uh, we yeah. know that Flores can coach, and we know that Mike Zimmer can coach. No, he can't. The Vikings... <laughs> over under is eight and a half. And here's my sales job. For this Detroit's year? Detroit mm-hmm. actually has some nice offensive pieces, but with Kirk Cousins... Let's say he has a... He's jerking off Detroit just because they signed offensive players. Yeah. Oh, Detroit went loaded up on the offensive side of the ball. So they're going to be better than the Bears. Yeah. I No. Detroit's a bad football team. They're worse than the Bears. Well, they loaded up with offensive players. God, the Bears are Also, dude, you know what I hear, though, from a bunch of... And I'm kind of psyched about it. Yeah. This Vellis Jones guy they drafted, I hear he's really good. He he was a wide receiver in the third round. He, like was an extra year in college because of yep. COVID. So they were making fun of him because he's 25. Like he's yeah. older than the number one wide receiver on the bears. Yeah. 
who's been in the league for two years. Yeah, three or two or three years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I've heard they were like, dude, this Velas Jones guy can play. Can fucking play. Yeah. yeah. So Ad- Adam Rank, who's like a, a scout or like a one of the scout cover yeah. people, he covers like prospects. He was like, I'm standing here with the NFL's rookie of the year this year. This is Velas Jones. He goes, mark my words. This guy's going to fucking kill it this year. Yeah. He was like, this is the next star wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, well, he people were saying that about him. Like they, they got a they got a good uh, value with him. Yeah, you know, he's so. fast. I guess yeah. like lightning quick and big. Where did he go to? Did he go to Tennessee? Like, well, USC oh. and then Tennessee. Oh, oh, yeah, he's got some ability. He's got some ability. I'm sure. Anyway, just with that number, that, that's my analysis. Reasonable. He's got some ability. They have now the McVeigh system. So the Vikings have the McVeigh system now, which is a slam dunk every time. Uh, what I've heard, because I've paid attention to Skull North, which is a, it's not Paul Allen, who's their Homer fucking jackal. Yeah, we got to, if Kellen can play, we no, no, got to no, find no. out. I got a cup of scissor right no, here. No, I'm no. drinking cough syrup. But Paul Allen is a, uh, is born again. And he is a cheerleader. Praise God. And he's a cheerleader. And he just, Kirk needs to. Touchdown and Adrian Peterson's loose. I, I, I Didn't he create the Minnesota Moving Company? Or he created oh, he's yeah. trying to get their offensive line on identity. Thanks for cheering for the team. Their center and right guard suck balls. How do you not see that? <laughs> How does that not bother you, you homer? I don't understand it. So, <laughs> who was the center at the time? Well, what's this guy Bradbury? Who they're going with Suck now? Balls. He's t- he's a first round pick. It's his fifth fucking year. He so sucks. he's one of those like uh, or fourth Hawk Harrelson guys, where whoever the Vikings get, he's, oh, he's, he's on good. their side. Yeah, he's good. No, don't be a homer, you asshole. So, uh, uh, Skull North is Our a much more... Our owner is literally Tony Soprano. He doesn't make <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Wilf is absolutely mobbed up. He made he made malls in New Jersey. You think he's not mobbed up? Who was he greasing? Who was his bag man? You know what I mean? Meeting someone at some flea bag motel. Here's your 150 grand. Get the permit through. We got, we got people we got to pay off. You know, so my point is... Is uh, is uh, the uh, uh, school north? School north. They um, they they're basically saying like they they had OTAs this week. They had nine OTAs, so a lot of OTAs, and they were just saying that the offense they're struggling a bit with terminology. It's a complicated ass yeah. offense. That's yeah. why I like that we have the Shanahan version because they even like Fields and everyone who's uh followed like they've run they've put they've put it through twice. Yeah. I don't quite know what that means when Eberflu says we ran through it once and we're going through it a second time now. Does that just mean like every play? Yeah, yeah probably. I, I, I don't know. My sense is the OTAs, they must be like, okay, we've got to work on these like 35 plays or so something. So they you ask know? The, I, maybe they, I'm wrong. They ask Cole Komet, what yeah. can you tell us about the offense? And he goes, "Well, without giving away too much detail, he goes, it's certainly easier than last year. Yeah. So like, but I guess Justin Fields already is like teaching people the offense. Yeah. And it's a lot of, they said they were like, Justin's and he's moving out of the pocket a lot and they're going to be used two running backs and they signed a fullback dude. Like they're using three running backs. It's going to be a lot of fucking uh, play action split back fucking and that's why they want thin svelte offensive linemen because i guess in that zone read space. that zone read it's all about that first push off the line yeah because you have to move those holes into yeah. the zones yeah yeah and I, I mean that's basically what the bronco offense was in the late 90s vikings tried doing that the vikings were a dysfunctional team on offense so in a sense maybe it's good because they're going to implement a new system and, and i think they have they definitely have some talent cook and, and jefferson are good players they are genuinely good football players uh, and I think they have some other players that receive that are okay. 
but I think it's going to be slow. Here's I, what I it's going to be slow coming. What Colin said today, and I don't have a clip of it. It was just live. He goes, they call Kevin. I've heard about Kevin O'Connell, which they just say he's tall McVeigh. Yeah, well, you know, because here's the thing with McVeigh, because his system, the plays, do for the most part work. Yeah, where people struggle is McVeigh is really good at player relations. Like he's a coach. Yeah, yeah. and that's where his disciples struggle is they come in with the disciples they come in with the plays yeah but they don't know how to handle fucking dudes with tattoos on their throats yeah and fucking yeah, yeah. they fucking make spin switch blades while you talk to them and <laughs> shit like that yeah coach a chewing common it's like 1957 coach i just saw rebel without a cause here's my switch blade that'd be hilarious back his greased hair <laughs> that'd be hilarious. smoking a cigarette playing football in converse do you think any football player smokes now Oh, I'm sure. Meth? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, pot, yeah. But I mean like cigarettes. No, 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 no. Probably you, not. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, dude. Cigarettes are gross now. A lot yeah, of people yeah. don't. Even yeah. smokers are like, they're off in a cave fucking just like, oh, crazy. I was thinking about this today that I was the last generation. I watched the beginning part of Speed. And Sandra Bullock, when she's running to the, to the uh, bus, when she, her character is introduced, as she's running to the bus... The bus driver's like, put the cigarette out. Okay. She, and she has to step on the cigarette as she's going on the bus. It's like, wow. I mean, I was still of an era, like in the mid, even by the mid 90s, people smoked in movies still. That's when I knew my that, mom didn't give a fuck about what I watched. I stayed home from school one day. Yeah. And the library behind our apartment, you can rent movies from yeah, there. Yeah. I used to rent Kiss CDs and movies all the time. But yeah. so she goes, I'm going to go rent you something. She rented me Alien 3 and Speed and yeah. just let me sit in my room and watch it by myself. Wow. I was, this was 1995. I was like seven years old, seven or eight years old. Were you mortified by Alien 3? Or, or, no, or? the part where the alien eats the dog yeah. got me a little bit where I was like, oh, but I thought Alien 3 is a little more outlandish than the other two. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, I really like David Speed. Fincher's first movie. I really, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Because he had only done commercials. So that was like a dare. Like they told him like. He did MTV videos too. Music yeah. Videos. And that was Madonna like. Madonna videos. Because I, I think that might have been. Or no, that was Cameron's. Cameron wanted to write a script. He wanted to sell Terminator. And they were like, prove to us that you can direct a sci-fi movie. So he made Aliens. And then he. Or it was Terminator no, first. No, Terminator was first. Ter Terminator Maybe was it's the first. reverse. Maybe he did Terminator so he could do Aliens. Yeah, yeah. He, and he did, he did Aliens. Because uh, yeah, they Alien, were like, yeah. we, we don't trust you making a sci-fi movie. So he's like, all right, I'll make this yeah. Terminator movie. I, I wonder what. Yeah, he also wrote Rambo 2. <laughs> oh, we bought The first that. blood. Yeah, the Rambo 2. So, so here, here's more Colin. I tell you what. I'll give him credit. He can write a movie script. Cameron can. He can. I mean, there's a story. There's a through line there. You know what I mean? You can follow it well, yeah. with Cameron. I mean, he does a Fucking good job. He salvages you know? ships to get inspiration for script yeah, ideas. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I the, smell the wreckage after we pull it up and run. I sleep with it to get I, I absorbed mean, the story. I, I think Titanic was a pretty good storyline. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a little it's, long and over the top. When the know. ship is sinking, it is cool. Yeah. It's you know. cool how it, not cool, but like yeah, it's interesting it, how it took so long for it to sink. You can actually go on YouTube and watch a full on virtual reenactment of the titanic sinking wow like over a two and a half hour it's time like five period. hours wow it's like wow. a five hour video yeah yeah where it shows you the depth it was at it has like you can hear the band playing and stuff like that yeah absolutely yeah but anyway so colin covers yeah yeah by the way they open with the packers here's where vikings i agree do. so here's his you might want to take this he, Vikings are four-point dogs opening week against the Packers. He thinks you should bet the Vikings. They're at home. I think the Vikings can win that game. Aaron not at OTAs. 
has struggled. They don't have Devontae Adams anymore. Well, he thinks the Packers are completely not a a championship team, and that like they're not. That's why he thinks the Vikings got the division because he was like the Packers are in disarray. You know, it's it's interesting. My brother's got a very good friend in Minneapolis who's a huge Packer fan, and he's not a total idiot. And he actually thinks the Packers, like, like some thinking Pack fans, see the weaknesses in their team. And frankly, Rodgers in the playoffs of late really hasn't. I mean, that, that game against the, the Niners, they kind of blame Rodgers a bit for that loss. You know, um, and it's the, the, the Niners seem to have their They've beaten them like three or four times in the playoffs. So that style of play, too, that the Bears are doing with that, that's very much, I think, 49er influence, right? I mean, it's kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're so running like, the 49er version, which exactly. I, that's why I love because. Who's the guy who always has McVay's fucking six? Absolutely. Every time the Rams Absolutely. have to go through somebody to get to a Super Bowl, it's always the like Niners. Sean McVay's system is really the only counterpart to, or uh, or uh, Shanahan's system is yeah. really the only true the antidote counter, to yeah, yeah, to fucking uh, McVay's. Yeah, I mean it's and they're the same system I've heard, but Sean McVay's is more based on spread offense and spread receivers, and they don't. It's not a lot of off the ball running and shit like well, that Well, because I mean, basically they're trying to make fields kaepernick you know oh, kaepernick yeah. was you know and so and i, I don't think it's a bad i mean a lot of people were didn't know kaepernick. what to make so eberflus got asked about they didn't say compare him but he yeah. was saying like you know i was there when dak prescott made that jump in his second year so a lot of people are like oh is fields is he comparing him to Dak Prescott? I wouldn't yeah. hate that. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. If I mean, Fields no. is Dak, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. At least it gives you a chance. You know what it's People like. People don't dude. realize Dak Prescott. The Cowboys led the league in offense last year. They yeah. had the number one offense. I mean, it is, and you know this from ha- having watched mediocre quarterback play. You've and I've watched a ton of it, and you've watched a ton. You've even watched more than me, I think. And the Vikings have had well because they've had more of them. You at least stick with them. You had Brad Johnson for six years. Yeah. You had fucking Gus Farratt for four. You had Warren Moon for four. You had yeah, like, yeah. it was Randall Cunningham for a couple. You years get in some there. mileage out of them. The Bears will like Moses Moreno one week, Craig Krenzel the next week. Now we're gonna go with fucking. Uh, now we're gonna go with fucking Kyle uh, Orton. You know, you know Henry Burris. Oh, I know. Yeah, they've had some weird quarterbacks there, man. Where I'm like, who the fuck? Caleb Haney. Do you remember? Fucking every McCown. I've said this joke on here before. The Chicago press, not very woke. Not, not very woke. When they had Jonathan Quinn, remember Jonathan Quinn was oh, a quarterback? Oh, hell yeah. And, and, and I think Mariotti or someone in the Sun-Times called him Jonathan Quinn Medicine Woman. Hell yeah. That was the That's a little light. You, you can know, get in trouble for that now. Absolutely. Jonathan Quinn Medicine Woman Receivers out there. He just calls him a woman? Years, and they have you know, he's weak. You know, it's like, God. new wide receivers, either drafted or acquired. I think it's five. So that opening week game for Minnesota. He's got to put that mic, that yeah. mic he's got right now, that's an Electra Voice RE20, that's a $500 microphone. He's using it wrong. Yeah, interesting. Got to put it in our face like we have it. Yeah, okay. He's got it in front of him like one of those like room mics. Oh, interesting. That's why it sounds, you sound like you can hear it's the echo. Like, yeah. Well, and you yeah. can hear the echo in his room. So it has to be more pointed at you? These studio mics need to be in your face. Okay. Like when you see people talking into them like this, it, that's not correct. Because you need to be down like that. I just learned something from my voiceover like, auditions. Your face has to be in that mic. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that because I got a good mic and it sounds all echoey in my room. Is one? Yeah, one of my just favorite. It's my just got to put it like yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. Also, for voiceover, go in the closet. Yeah, it's your clothes will do all the dampening. Yep. Yeah. Favorite bat in the opening weekend? Take the Vikings. Green Bay started slow last year. Green Bay's had some ugly September games. Aaron Rodgers 
brand new. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he malfunctioned. He did. And take the Vikings. He max headroom. Green Bay started slow last year. Green Bay's had some ugly September games. Aaron Rodgers. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> yep. He, he's trying to spit Hold it on out. Oh, shit. Now, I've been ripping bong hits for 30 years. This is what happens. So I'm running low on battery. We're at a buck 10. Do you want to take a break? All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. Let me cue up some commercials. And I want to talk about Justin Bieber's syndrome that he has. Oh, we'll talk about yeah, that. On the second. Well, here we go. Kotex Light Days Panty Liners for morning freshness anytime. So much to do today, baby, but you keep nice it cool, baby. How do you do We wanted Brandy Newman. Every morning, I reach for baby Magic Fresh Grip because it has a super dry formula. But he had just really done it. Oh, I mean, Whatever happens today, Welcome back, everybody. I know I'll stay calm and dry under pressure. So Let's make it official here. Let me cue up the camera. Hit the line. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Interesting. That commercial's good. Peggy Fleming was still getting. She had won the the gold in 1968. This is the Olympics were big in the 80s. Oh, 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 in the 70s and the 80s, before pro athletes could participate, because you really wanted to give the kids, you know, let them know you cared. Yeah, uh, these were amateur athletes, non-paid athletes, waiters, waitresses, trans people. Sixties, seventies, and eighties. That was the boomer generation going through with the Olympics, and it definitely. I mean. And, and the Cold War, of course, was the last good Olympics was 76. That was the last good Olympics. God, I remember seeing this movie. <laughs> Concord 79. George Kennedy. We got explosive decompression. No one can save the flight of the Congo. We got explosive decompression. His hair is just like. <laughs> That's not how that would work. Exactly. <laughs> Give him a fan. Yeah, I know. Let's go back to some roll TV here. So we, we can do. Let's find. Do you want to find something on demand from the league to watch while we do live standings? We're going to do live standings on, on the demand. Show. What, uh, like I'm going to go to the on demand part instead of live TV okay. and we find a current TV yeah, show to yeah, put on. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So what about with um, we we're going to talk about this. So we're going over TV league and TV history in the yes. second half and however long it takes, it fucking takes. It looks like we're both pumped up, though. We none of us usually by like I can tell crows like, all right, another hour, hard hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, he's fully, fully eld. So, so did the, the Warriors win this game? I don't um, even know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah, I we, think we were trying to find it and then we kind of got off track. This we can one. probably watch like the news everything. breakdown of it. Sure. Sure. The Warriors won, won you motherfuckers. Is but, it three, two? No, it's two, 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 series yeah. tied two, two. I think it's going to go seven. Who had home yeah. court? Uh, the Warriors did. Yeah. You know, and, and. That's what I mean. By yeah. hitting, hitting the release jumpers, uh, the three-pointer when he has it, uh, go get them off. There really is no get. You just go, he stood there, he gets the ball, he shoots the three. They were shooting threes good tonight. The other team didn't shoot threes tonight. Yeah. Like, that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they've had him, yeah. it has worked against Milwaukee. It has Look, worked. you just got to vote for Trump in 2024. Abortion is off the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Building for game five, and I don't think the Boston will be able to do This it. is not an inviting place for women. This table is very toxic <laughs> right now. We'll give you atomic wedgies. <laughs> don't come in here with your whale tails. <laughs> Look at Michael so Cooper. 
Michael Cooper still these old Lakers. I, I like this caliber of Lakers still getting a check. Oh, know? dude, Eric Dickerson is on here talking yeah. about how everything is soft. The new logo looks like a banana. Really, really. Oh, he's a hard nosed old head. <laughs> that's hilarious. Dickerson's love- on there just fucking shaming the youngs. Uh, that's hilarious. Eric Dickerson. Because when I was growing wearing up, the glasses, come on, he, no, cannot, he, yeah, exactly. he has glasses, but they're not those. He's fully bald, though, because he had a oh, Jerry, yeah. dude. He had a big old Jerry back <laughs> he in the 80s. He looked like the boyfriend in Coming to America. Well, absolutely. Eric De La Salle, was that who it was? Or Eric LaSalle, the guy who was yeah. in the ER. Yeah, absolutely. And he, had a, he and Michael Cage, when I think of Activator, like those guys had Activator, you know? <laughs> Activator! That sounds like a fucking uh, two, what is uh, Cop Killer? What was that band? Uh, oh, that, that was uh, that was body count. Yeah, but Ice T's body count. You know. So let's find some on-demand Cop nonsense killer. to watch. <laughs> they had a song called "Cop Killer." Like, damn. Yeah, I mean, that was. You, you got to admit that, that, that that's kind of that's pretty ballsy. Would you agree? I mean, you know that the fact that he like still has a career is pretty amazing. Because well, he's I mean he's not hard anymore, obviously. But at that time, Ice T was deemed a dangerous figure in the early '90s. You know. He was on board. He was on board with the riots. He totally was into the riots, hardcore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's that? ...to a woman who contracted an STD while having sex in an insured vehicle. What is What happened now? Who? who, who? But so it's an insurance. Oh, because she got an STD. That's pretty great. <laughs> the car's engine had a bug. They didn't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for her. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, get get your angle. You know, why not? You know, it's just that, that, that that's what they want you to do anyway. You know, it's it's just ugh, God. The whole thing is such a scam. It's just a, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's not a great insight, but it's just a. So giant. what are we feeling? We got Walker. This is all new and trending. Ooh, Rat ooh. in the kitchen. We got Legacies, a vampire show. Crow. Oh my God. We almost need to put this, put this on just to make fun of it for a minute here. This is the Spectrum virtually funny comedy show. Um, these like this is crazy. Here's my thing with anything. This is what's disillusioned me to show business a little bit is. I know many of these people that have performed on this show and they all talk about how like they hate the system and they're going to be like the ones that fuck the trends. I do my own thing. I'm an independent artist. I'm out there touring me and the fans. That is a lie. I don't know if you're aware of that. You do the most spectrum fucking event labeled by spectrum on the spectrum stage doing jokes about spectrum. Ugh. Oh, again, all that crap when people like I used to have that same sort of like pride of that you know yeah I'm gonna change the art form oh this cat Good. you remember cable y'all just a room full of people parents no children there's four people in that room kids are not here I don't care where they are they are not here and I'm a great parent don't get me wrong <laughs> that's the, the audience right there one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's like 13 people there. Right now. <laughs> I did, I did kind of mess up on one thing in parenting, though. I feel like as a, as a. Man, oof. that's a Spectrum original. Yeah, it's, it's a, he kind of, you could tell. See, you know, those some, are the things. He you was gotta, a bit anxious. You, you got to turn that down. You yeah, got to yeah, turn yeah, that yeah, gig yeah, down. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Yeah, you have to have enough self-respect to know that. Come on, yeah, what, what, what am I really doing here, you know? Who are you? Why is it going to hurt you to turn it down? You know, do something you actually like, you know, do something, you, you know, that you, not saying you can't like that, but, you know, do something that, you know, might actually kind of further your career, <laughs> you know? I mean, I guess they're doing something. They got a credit, you know? I don't. It might, you think that would, that would be the, the bright message, hey, hey, Crocious, time to stop doing stand-up, but no. I actually like doing it. I think it helps. Well, me. it's fun. It's it, it it keeps the juices flowing. There's a healthiness to it for me. You know, I I mean, I, I I've learned a certain approach to it that I like. I like the headspace. Do you want to throw on a new NCIS while we do this, or do you want no, to throw? How about uh... any show that's on right now? Okay. Do you want to do an Abbott Elementary? Do you want to do a Pete is there a, is show? There a Euphoria? <laughs> You want to watch an episode of Euphoria? Is that, I mean, I remember we watched a couple of, I was like, this is okay. I thought it was actually pretty well done. Come watch Euphoria. You know, I mean, I was like this, I watched like five minutes. I was like, this is, you know, this is, there's something here. It'll be fun to, because you know? we're going to put it on and intermittently put on the sound because we're going to do, so it'll be interesting when you want to hear something if I know what the fuck is going on. Okay. okay. So yeah, we'll start it from episode one. Okay. And then we'll start into the TV league sure. standings. Let's do it. There we go. We got the spine for the second half. We yeah. found it. And then know. history. You know. Good. Good. But yeah. Gotta wait for this fucking we gotta we still got room to talk. We gotta wait yeah. for HBO Max to load up. Absolutely. I understand. Again, we're on Spectrum's internet. I would just if I did the gig for Spectrum, I would just literally go on stage and talk about how awful their internet connection is. <laughs> Let's be honest. No jokes. I would just Come go on. and I would just go and lay out speed numbers. And you would two point uh, eight megs at a midnight this night, one point five megs and two you would hours. Never later. work in the city. You would never work in the industry again, Keith. Why? Why wouldn't you? Just be funny. Just try and be the best funny you can be. That that's actually what you should try and do. Be the work on your you act. You know, just just be that. You know that, that, that that's what you need to try to do. You know it's like don't yeah yeah the whole I'm gonna change the art form. I used to think that. That's how arrogant and entitled and narcissistic I was that I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to change the art form. No, you're not. You're not going to change the art form. Sometimes you, you know, do. But uh, even uh, the people that do don't don't think they are. Like it, it, one of our uh, friends yeah, to yeah. kept telling me, I want to be top five, top yeah. five comic. And I was like, I think even the top five comics didn't like it's not like they were like, I'm going to be one of the top five of all time. Yeah. They just were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a few Push them. I mean, it takes a real kind of it takes a lot of narcissism to get there because you have to. Oh, yeah. I think people know theoretically think like, oh, yeah, you got to be selfish and kind of take your own needs first. But then when you actually have to make the decisions and not even like, oh, I got to miss this one event like I'm talking completely. Ignoring positive life paths. Yeah, because yeah. there might be hope. That someone sees you at the improv. <laughs> like, you know how many good jobs I probably could have gotten <laughs> through the 12 years that I've done stand-up? And I'm just like, no, I, know, I, I need to have my nights free. I, I, listen, listen, I, you know, I, I've thought this before, but if I would have focused purely on my career, dude, I'd have like double the money that I had, probably even more than that, you know? And it's like, but I'm sorry, but I would even, have this gnawing feeling of wanting to do something. But with, what I'm with, saying you know? is, is like, is you and me... We've made concessions, but even like we've still like we both have relationships like real successful yeah. people kind of just treat everyone else like shit except for their career. You know, well, I certainly think their career is certainly very important. Yeah. You know, and like and, and I guess it has to be if you want to achieve that. Well, what does that mean? What's the effect of that behavior? You like to think, oh, they become assholes. I don't know. I think some people can become somewhat generous, but I think also what are your expectations of them, too? 
But a lot of them are jerks. There's no doubt about it. A lot of them are jerks, you know. But you're a jerk. You know, it's <laughs> there's jerks in every field. <laughs> no matter where you go. So it's just show business. You think oh, oh, there's like what do you think? Oh, because they're in show business. They're supposed to be better. No, they're they're jerks too. They're just jerks too. And there's a certain acceptance of that. I guess that used to kind of bum me out, but it's like just do your act. And I again, one of the things I'm happy about, again. And I did this when I came back into the scene, Keith, when you first started. The scene, man. And I was not getting involved in the gossip. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. I'm just not getting involved in the gossip of it all. That's just a waste of time. It's stupid. Oh, no, fuck. And, you know, I just don't even want to go down that path. Let me talk about what you're working on, but don't, I don't want to hear the gossip. This person achieved that, and that person achieved this, and I want to achieve that. Yeah, you know, well, it didn't happen, so you just deal with it. <laughs> I should be treated better by this. No, just do better yourself. You're responsible for your life in a way, you know. So you have to, you know, knuckle down sometimes, which I resent. <laughs> so you ready to start this pilot? Absolutely. Look at this. This this looks. Look like how a teen. terrible she looks. Yeah, this is a teen draw. She she's like seventeen or eighteen. She's on right? heroin. Well, she's in her. and is just getting back from rehab. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Teen rehab. We we, I mean, we had a discussion about that. Teen. I remember kids. Teen going, hab. I, I remember going. Uh, kids going. To, I think it just started in the eighties. I don't know if that happened in the sixties and seventies. In the eighties, it started. In my own private primordial pool. Then one day, for reasons beyond my control, I was repeatedly crushed over and over by the cruel cervix of my mother Leslie. I put up a good fight, but I lost. Look at her shooting through that pussy, dude. Is that her birth? This is her birth? You saw the lips. You saw the pussy and everything on 9-11. You got to show 9-11 at a beginning of a show like this. Well, yeah, because it's... You see, it's the era post-9-11. Well, no, she was, no, she was born on September uh, yeah. 11th. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah, brother. God. George Bush was my father. Oh, it made her cry, George Bush. My mother and father spent two days in the hospital. Suckling right on the teat. Look how Jewish the dad is. He dies. That's, that's the cause of the heroin addict. And then, without warning, a middle class childhood in an American suburb. 13. Yeah. I mean, I can't have the whole show. Like, we can't sit and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But it's, it's actually starting to bum me out. Uh, it works on it's an emotional It's not like plane. a comedy. Exactly. The, this show's actually not a bad show. I'm being dead. I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I'm 53 years old. The little of euphoria I've watched, I think it's okay. So I just want to start. I have, uh, we can talk about Justin Bieber's Ramsey Hunt syndrome here real quick. Absolutely. Also, while I talk about the league. Do, do kids of this era love this show? Is it really popular? Oh, this like, was a massive show. Yeah. Yeah, this was massive. Yeah. And it, it, speak, it spoke to like late teens, early 20s, like their sensibility. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, if you're a drug addict, I guess. I don't you know, know if it speaks to anybody. They just like the drama. You know, okay, but you know what I mean? Like they related to it. They projected it into the characters. And their, no, their stories no one relates sense. to this show. This is all about like parents who fuck children and trans people and like everyone's on drugs everyone's been raped like it's it's very an escalated version of like having that one person who's the troublemaker in high school this show is like if everyone is that oh god it's like everyone has a problem <laughs> and, and they're all intertwined and connected 
Yeah, you know, it's just every episode usually ends with someone sitting in a corner in the dark, like sad <laughs> at the end, pontificating like a, about a realization their... that happens as a result of this. Yeah. What, what the episode was about? Yeah, like this, she's having panic attacks. You know, she does a good job of making you not feel bad for her. Like a lot of the show, she really is just like a brat ass fucking heroin addict who like yeah. is mad that she can't shoot heroin. <laughs> I can't shoot heroin and my daddy died. Mm. <laughs> you sound like me. Like I'm mocking. You're no, I understand it, but that like there are moments where you're just like, all right, do the arc already where she becomes a good person. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're hammering it home too much. It's a little heavy handed. No, think, but or? it is more realistic because even at the end of season two, she says like, after this day, I stayed sober for two more years. Like she sets up that like, I have have had a fucked up life. Which is why I think season three is going to jump a few years. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they were in their 20s when they filmed this. Yeah. And the new season is going to be in two years. So they yeah. have to be way adults by yeah. this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because she's portraying a fictionalized version of the dude who made the show. Okay. And he's this squirrely like Jewish guy. He talks like this. <laughs> you could tell he used to say things like this. I, I wrote a TV show. <laughs> it's about a heroin addict. <laughs> 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 that's, that's amazing that like you know what i mean like someone has that you know that, that's that, that's your angle you know what i mean like he was he doesn't anymore show, but you but could like, tell like yeah, he's yeah, corrected yeah, it yeah absolutely but yeah he was raised I almost some weird autistic like Levinson. story guy like you know it's it's like those gelatinous creatures in a minority report remember that when they were the those those the characters that they, they would detect pre-crime remember that like a that's what it reminds me of the uh Pre-crime, like pre-cum, but you pre-crime. <laughs> so but, just, yeah, anyway. So Justin Bieber, has, he's got this Ramsey fun. Hunt, which is from oh, yeah. Shingles, apparently. Ooh. And it makes half of your face paralyzed. Oh, so you get like a drooping palsy type thing? Yeah. Like, oh. Drooping palsy is a great oh, way. Oh, God, that's terrible. It sounds almost like a bowel thing. I have a drooping palsy no, in man, my stomach it, right now. You lose, I mean, that, that that's scary. Call you know a hell in mean? a cell match for WWE like that. Well, shingles is it's adult uh, chicken pox, which is it's just, you can make fun of that unto itself. Would you get that in a bounce house? Yeah, yeah. an adult bounce house. You got some staff. A bounce house. That's what they call it, a house of ill repute or something. Is no, that? a fucking actually a, okay. an inflatable house that you jump up and down oh, at like okay, a kid's okay, birthday party. Okay, okay. I thought it was a sexual thing. A house of ill repute. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? I sound like Mickey the no, Trainer that's and fucking Rocky. Skid it's Rock. a house of ill repute's rock. <laughs> this is what it is. I'm Mickey Goldman. A house I love of it. ill repute is Skid Row. Well, yeah, I thought it was like a, like a prostitution thing. Yeah. Like, that's, oh. Okay. The sure. back. Um, it's no, no, it's the little tiny one up top, like right behind. See that knob, like on the back of it. Oh, he does. Right here. Oh no, I could get up and do it. Oh yeah, there's a little of a camera. There you go. But yeah, man. Um, Look at this fucking intro, though. Now she's crying David Bowie tears. I mean, it's much. It's very Gen Z in that, like, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're they're very outlandish. Yeah, it's all it's all very like me, me, me. Yeah. 
But she's like a good drug addict. But that's also, I mean, she's that's also banging Spider Man in real life. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's a successful actress in L.A. A young hot actress gonna parlay this into the next best best thing. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. I, I guess this narrative. The same was when I was there. I mean, I was marketed this too in the same way. What was the show for you, that first like real show for you, where you were like, damn, this is like real life? For me, the one that was Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Hill Blues. Street Blues. Hill Street Blues was a, which it's funny watching it now. It's like, this is dated. It's dated. But at the time, it was like, this is a cutting edge drama. It was a serial. It was the first time I understood the story arc of like setting up a, a storyline in, in, in the second episode and resolving it in like episode 13. Like actually, you know, respecting the audience. They can remember a character's like story, you know? So that was the very first time I got that dramatic idea. I was 14 years old. So while we have Euphoria pulled up, we're going to go through some ratings. Yeah. I'm going to actually have this websites pulled up. And I'm going to go through which shows got a positive increase in yeah. ratings. Yeah. They can see it on the screen. Um, I'm going to try and split it here. Uh, oh, fuck. I can't. Uh, do you mind if you do you want to see the standings updated? Absolutely. You... No, no, I'm just thinking about a, okay. at a moment in my head. Of, uh... Let's put up a little volume and you react to this while I go to HBO Max on sure. the computer. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, well, so again, real shows. What I like about this show, the little I've watched of it, I think it tries to work on an emotional plane. You know, I, I, one of the reasons why I like, I like uh, De Palma movies, <laughs> is, even though they're dated and they're fucking really sexist, uh, uh, they, they work on an emotional plane. They work on more of a psychological plane versus, you have to have a storyline, but that's kind of a basic storyline. They try to work more on an emotional, what I see from this they're, they're, they're trying to work the emotional side, which I respect. Well, and it's an immediate slow play, too. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not trying to rush into any story. Exactly. Exactly. It's like all about you just it's all about this girl's current situation. They, they really do a lot of shows and movies. Even the last 10 years have tried to do this. where like specific chunks of the show are just all about you trying. They're trying to get you to feel like the character does right now. Yes. So like when you're like, sometimes people are watching this and they're like, man, this is a bummer. It's kind of, but like, it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Like they want you to feel depressed and, and lost and like, what the you fuck know? is going on right now? Because like, that's how she feels right now. This dude they found in a Waffle House. Oh, Sailor Moon and shit. I'm thinking to myself, like, look like somebody Rue would get along with. This dude. This is who the left needs. That's who the Democrats need to turn revolving yeah. in the same direction as planet earth you want me to vote for bernie sanders and shit yeah <laughs> yeah my all grandpa like grandpa motherfucker I mean, ever since i gave my life over to my lord and savior jesus christ things have been like really good uh, that's what's up uh, he ends up being one of the most popular characters on the show. Well, yeah, isn't he the guy who, who broke the bottle over that one sociopath's head? Yes, the from season sociopath. two. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I forgot I showed you that. Yeah, yeah, because he, I remembered him. You know what I mean? I saw five minutes. I was like, yeah, this dude was. He had a compelling. He, so I'm this guy's over definitely to three. Real, over to three. You know? I mean, this, this again is like I, I give him credit, like for the Wire when they had that Snoop woman who was she was straight up Baltimore gangster. There was absolutely no acting going on in that. I was like, oh my god. You know, I mean, this is a slice of life, you know, it was good. So I like them doing that in this, you know, I, 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 euphoria, I'll say it, I'll admit it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Euphoria entertains me. 
I like Euphoria. It's like it's one of the most popular yeah. shows on TV. You're not really yeah, going yeah. out there on a limb saying that. <laughs> but I mean, that. you know, some, but someone of my age, you know what I mean, like relating to. It I was talking to this comic at yeah. an open mic, and he's a total like LA Christian, very nice guy. But he was like, you know, I have this joke about how all shows should just be called like none of these characters are redeemable and they're all bad. Like he was genuinely distressed that like there's no good guys on TV. Ugh. There's no Joe Fridays anymore, like Dragnet or whatever the fuck. Ugh. And he said people make fun of him because he goes, oh, where'd you meet your wife? Church. And he was like, yeah. Well, that's why people go to church. It's one of the main reasons why is to meet a future mate, you know, so. And a possible executive. You know, but yeah, God, it's just this country has got some weird strains going on in it, you know, that are that have a voice, you know, it's and it's a, it's an unruly mess. This country is an unruly mess. It's not it's not being managed particularly well. You know, it, and, and I don't know. I, I, th- th- that's my tip of the day. That's, that's my statement of the day. I want to bum you up. But I like this euphoria. I think it kind of works. It works on an emotional plane. I hate this. Like De Palma movies. <laughs> I wouldn't say, but, but just the, the psychological dimension of the film is that, and how it works on your, on your mind that way. Which is, you know, that obviously that was Hitchcock's gift to drama. He figured that out in the... He understood how to create those tensions. <laughs> Being a fi- I, I'm digressing into a film critic. What no. am I exactly? I, 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 I'm still trying to figure that out. I hate, every now and again, my mouse won't connect to the it's other okay, computer, so now it. I have yep. to reach over. Oh, now it connects. Yep. You fucking piece of shit. It's okay, hey, motherfucker. It's okay. Hey, we're just talking. I'm freeforming. You freeform, I freeform. You know, we're, we're going to figure this out. We're going we're, we're, we're to put the standings up while Euphoria plays in the background. That well, because I can't, I'm not going to do it if I have to keep leaning back and yeah, doing this. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't. Yeah, it's work. And this fucking mouse won't <laughs> show Bluetooth device. This is really great podcasting for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, Says the mouse know. is paired, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Well, you know, just uh, we'll talk a little bit. Just let it sit down. Let it cool down. Let that mouse cool down. Come back to it in about 30 seconds and we'll, uh, we'll be able to figure it out, man. In the meantime, we can freeform. You know? This is an opportunity, Keith. It's not something to be upset about. We can uh, slip into our jazz voice. <laughs> but listening to a little bit of jazz on NPR when I've been driving. Don't drive as much. It's been great the last two weeks. Ugh. It's like a little mini vacation. Is it not connected to any of the computers now? I don't know. You know maybe we're, It's not. Maybe they don't want Euphoria to be shown or something. Euphoria. Uh, it is, uh, I th- again, it works on a psychological, emotional plane. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, that, that was a real show. Also, I'm trying to think a teen real show. That was an adult real show, was, uh, was Hill Street Blues. From a teen show, God, what was the first teen show for me that actually felt like a, but I wasn't a teen. Uh, my so-called life uh, of uh, I, I was I was 24 when that came out. We're gonna have but, but to high take school a break. was still fresh enough. We're gonna in my have brain. to take a break. Okay, yeah, yeah. But high school was still fresh enough in my mind that I could kind of relate to it. You know, it was crying out loud, man. I mean, you got your own little. It's just it's a studio. It's like you know, yeah. you, you got a studio. All right, so well, it's we're just, going right into TV history. Sure, absolutely. Let's go into TV history. Are we oh, back on? Good, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Colin Coward, he was again. We, 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 I'm so used to having my thing to change the fucking screens. Yeah, but um, so we're going to directly to TV history, people. There was uh, a bit of te- technical difficulties, but that's okay. 
But we're back. Gonna finish up the second half here. <laughs> so what I've been doing with TV History Crow, yeah, is just going to the VHS vault and putting in today's date. Sure. And seeing what pops up. Yeah. Um, here we go. So what is this? What is it? June. What's the date today? Today is June 10th, I think. The 10th? Yeah, I believe it's 10th. All right. What do you want to watch? Uh, oh, oh. We got eight things. <laughs> What's that Entertainment music? Tonight, June 23rd, 1986. <sighs> this is a wrestling event. Okay. We got another wrestling event. <laughs> we got Wednesday, June 10th, five continuity. And then we have a... <laughs> Gerbert special issue VHS series. Oh, God. Entertainment Tonight or the wrestling thing? Those are the only two things I can go with on this one. Because the other stuff just looks awful. <laughs> well, let me just go back and hit June then. Let's just Look go at hit Tina June. Turner. Just, I'm cashing in. I mean, she see. still has that hair. I mean, her, her comeback was like, that was deemed like, that was, she was in her mid 40s. When she made her comeback, and people were like, whoa, you know, and then she was huge. All right. Big gay, gay, now. got a pretty big gay following, Tina Turner. Um, I, I knew a couple guys who uh, were fans of Tina Turner. Henry and June TV spot. <laughs> we have Solid Gold from 1983. Oh, yeah, put that on. Put that June twenty fifth. This 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 is gonna be weird, man. I think this might, this might be Andy Gibb. They like make out on the fuck on the show. It's think of the coke that was flowing. And now flowing. fresh from doing blow off the cleavage of an intern. I mean, think of the cocaine that was going on in the set. Mom, I have to pee. Let's make sure none of the other videos are playing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think Andy Gibb used to host this, and this is when Andy Gibb was such a coke addict that he just didn't show up sometime to tapings, and he was like, he had how'd they cover for him? Did they just like? Yeah, well, I think they had a couple of substitutes that would come in sometimes. Was and then downtown they, Julie Brown involved? No, in this no, no, this, this is, is before her time. Yeah, this is before her time. She was in the suburbs still. Well, yeah, well, she she was probably twelve. She might be my age, but yeah, this this is like. Uh, Andy Gibb, because those of you who don't know, Andy Gibb, 21 years old. Well, he was a BG brother. He, yeah, he was the youngest of the, the BGs. The coolest one, but still saying puss ass fucking. <laughs> he had three number one hits in 1978 as a 21-year-old. And he won like, what, what, what do they call it for the writing one? What, 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 or the, uh, the, uh, the music one? The Emmy. The, the Grammy. Gr the Grammy, exactly. He won all these Grammys. And then he, uh, and he was pretty popular. And then he had a great life. He was dating Victoria Principal who was in Dallas, who Victoria Principal, if you don't know, she's worth $350 million. She has parlayed her into like books and cookbooks and workout videos. She totally tapped into that level of suburban market, like hardcore, you know, of, so, so, uh, uh, anyway, it, it just, it, it is, so, but then his life. Who's this, Sheila E or something? It, his life, Annie Gibbs' life, he got really into coke and it, completely fucked him up he died when he was 30 years old was it a shock or was he kind of on no, that way no it was a sh it was a shock because you hadn't heard from him and his career had totally died 
Uh, but but uh, did he, he was, just die like on the t- on the sink of a toilet? Well, no. Well, he died at the sink of a toilet. He was <laughs> at a toilet sink. No, no, he he was in in England, and I guess he he just gotten out of rehab. And people said, "Oh yeah, he's doing well." But he had done so much coke that his heart had just like just decayed. Let's take a check out you this know? top ten. Here are this week solid gold top ten country singles: Ooh. Ricky Skaggs, DJ Shepard, Lee Greenwood, Barbara Ronnie Millsap. I know them all. Fool for you, Mikey Gilly. Eddie Rabbit. Who the fuck is Mikey Gilly? <laughs> Crystal, Crystal Gale. Wow. Our love is what? I, I, I think I know that song. Our love is on the fault line. Oh, God. Was there some kind of earthquake? Yeah, I guess. You know, yeah. What a- <laughs> the big one. Love and well, fucking disaster. Make, you know, country was part of the package. Here's your boy. And now yeah, the stars of our show. Or it's wait. him. Look at him. No, it's not actually. Uh, it's a replacement. Some of the hottest names in pop music. The and hottest names in pop music. They're making me wear Andy Gibbs pants right yeah. now. Very uncomfortable. It's just leather up to my hips. I'm breaking out in hives right now. Uh, yeah, they're basically, they're lighting a fire under Gibbs' ass right now. <laughs> well, I guess I forgot to add that she's also very pretty. And tonight uh, she's performing one of today's What was her bad corny singles. joke? It's this week's number one oh, country song. Yeah. And to perform Our Love is on the fault line, here's Miss Crystal Gale. Long black hair. She still had long black hair. Like, share long black straight hair. Long black straight hair. I, I, when I, she's going to be wearing some sort of mid-knee dress. That's what all the coal miners' daughters wore back. Look at how long that hair is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, am I right? <laughs> there was a girl in my middle in my elementary school that had hair that long, and she was very like, she kind of just resembled the sh- the like hanging piece of a carpet. <laughs> like that's and she threw up in the middle of the classroom oh. one day, and I just had that. She was burned into my head forever. <laughs> Her long As hair in the vomit. Long, nappy-headed uh, Harriet uh, who threw up in the middle of Mrs. Carr's first grade class. Wow. Wow. Too long a hair. Explosive uh, vomit. Because there was a bathroom in the classroom and just yeah. like bent over and... <sighs> <laughs> like a giant... Oh, just rocketed vomit. That's just so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was... I remember she was a sex symbol. That long, the very first date I ever had in high school was with a woman who had hair that People long. still dress like that. The hair won't be as long. I mean, yeah. those, that's half Whoa. that ends right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This woman, my very first date, had hair that long. Ariana Grande wishes she had hair that long, dude. She does hers with extensions. I, I, I think when you have hair that long, isn't that an indication of a little bit of crazy? Some crazy uh, going or on? just like you grew up with like not wearing shoes or like just straight hippie type shit. <laughs> like that's the length of hair that's that hair has never seen shampoo ever. It, you have to. Well, hers has. Yeah, obviously. I mean, hers was style. I mean, I'm sure it cost a lot of money because you're definitely her- always usually in a braid, probably some yeah. sort of braid. Yes. Yes. Braiding it. Yeah. Braiding it big time. Yeah, tied up like Medusa, so, very sort of Medusa-ish. like uh, Derrick Henry's dread. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was watching highlights this week in some NFL games. She's and, the uh, Troy Palomalu of her time. Yeah, well, her hair is again the very first one I ever had a date with. Who I crushed on her for six months her afterwards. Puss? No, no, I mean like I had obviously had a massive crush on her to the point that I would have anxiety when I would see her in the hallway of the high school. Yet I knew I was like, she got. To, it was just I would catch eyes with her. It was like when you caught eyes, that was like, you know, yeah. That and moment. she was thinking, oh, he's looking at me again. I know exactly. She's probably like, this guy's not cool. I don't like him. He's not cool. Yeah, she was like, uh, 
It's got to give it a little bit just to see. Yeah, I was oh, pretty she was much doing a, kid. a little bit of seductive thing. Uh, I was a now kid. I think it's number one because she was like not a cowgirl, like Dolly Parton shit kicker. Yeah, like it's a country song, but she dresses like a normie. Well, it's all I mean, you can tell. This is what I mean. Country, obviously. Look at this guy ripped right that, here. There's that mainstream kind of Hollywood oh, country. I'm sure it's a flowing. I'm sure it's a big discussion. Like you're Hollywood country, you're not real country. Like that's Nashville. a kind of guitar playing yeah. right there. I'm gonna stand up and do it. Yeah, it's literally sexual. When you like, you either do the main like where you're like, and constantly keeping it up. Yeah. Or you like do what he does, and you're like, <laughs> he's literally, like, he's like fucking you with the, with the yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You, you know, you are right. That is funny because it's the truth. He was getting into it. He was like, "Yes, I'm hitting that fucking chord right now." Dude, Brian in May, rhythm, you know? Brian May does the best guitar faces. Yeah, Brian May from Queen. He'll yeah. do solos, and it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. He'll start doing. <laughs> he'll just be like. <laughs> He's sort of he's confused because he's an astrophysicist yeah. and into sound of things and shit. He's such a get a haircut, Brian May. Come on, man. He you did know? like split the atom or something. I was under Chicago University of Chicago Stadium. No, no, no he, he when we rammed the two together. Oh, here's Madam. This is Madam. I remember taxes, this. And if you go Greyhound, you'll sit next to a fat woman named Bertha. A fat woman named Bertha. This is basically yeah. like hip hee-haw. This is hip hee-haw. And with that, singing It's Raining Man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Last week, but he didn't answer. Some skinny girl that we got a fat girl to sing his voice. And have my ashes sprinkled on Tom Selleck's outrigger. Come on. Tom Listen Selleck jokes were hot commodity at that time back Listen then. Listen to this canned laughter. Listen to this canned laughter. So was this shown on a screen separately? This probably wasn't live. Oh yes, tape. The they weren't. Time they the, didn't yeah. have this puppet bopping with the kids. No, no. They, they just filmed this. They had a different segment. I'm sure from it's what, yeah. called the Gipper Zipper. <laughs> the Gipper Zipper. And I'll leave a fifty-dollar gift certificate for beer to Willie Nelson. You know, when I first met Willie, we were both hungover. I knew I liked him the minute he tripped over my tongue. <laughs> They're telling booze jokes, you know what I mean? Like it's again, this is hee haw. Thirty-four dollars to my friend, Mr. T. You know, I don't want to say Mr. T is dumb, but he still cannot spell his last name. Wow, that was some racism there, Clark. Wow, that was uh, damn, dude. That that was pretty racist. Look, all I gotta say is I pity the fool. Wow, no kidding. Wow, this writing team is not working right now, dudes. It's called. What if fucking Mr. T oh, oh, came out and just I, broke the arm of the person? I think that was a gay joke. Can, can, we, can we go back in this? I think that was a gay joke. I'm hoping. I leave a copy of my Boach Motel. Two dollars to Yasa Arafat. That's enough for a shower, shave, and one night in a Roach Motel. <laughs> They're making Israeli Palestinian jokes. Of my book that teaches you how to work out with dudes. It's called Cropicize. Oh, hang on to that, Jane. Now here's another thing you can I think count that, on. that was actually a gay joke. Will make you smile, and here they are with more of this week's countdown. Look at this. Can you imagine if you were the act that got, yeah, I got introduced by Madam. <laughs> Look at the ass chin of the puppet, though. Thank you for our gypsy puppet. There, it's a gypsy. See, this was. It was not American Bandstand. It was not. Um, uh, uh, Soul Train. It obviously wasn't Hee Haw, 
but it was like music. T- to me, it's actually so. Like, Hee Haw was a music show. I thought Hee Haw oh, was like a sketch program. It was a sketch program that also had music. I was Hee Haw suck it to me? No, no, that that, that was uh, laughing. Okay, laughing. Laughing, which was that was deemed very hip for its time. Laughing. Well, was the Smothers hip. Brothers wrote for laughing. Didn't they pretty much fire the Smothers Brothers because they were too subversive? Well, I think in that uh, Steve Martin's very first writing gigs too were actually in the Smothers Brothers and also the uh, the other show we were talking. So laughing you, laughing exactly so yeah but but this is i look at it as being of that era america oh that's a journey song oh yeah faithfully din, din, din. look at the exotic dance so they would get like are these professional dancers or would they sometimes let the crowd up there and bop around and, and, and we well, see exactly it was more professional dancer this is more vegas to me in its sensibility. Is that Tootie? No, it's not. That's, no, she was. A flute, a fiddle, a That looks like Vanessa Williams, is who exactly it looks like. What you look for but in it's your not. Average pop band. But what really makes our next guest unique is the way that they combine these elements into a hot new sound. Their first American single, Come On Eileen. That sound is called Come On Eileen. This is, metal. De- this is the Dexie's Midnight Runners. Release, the Celtic Soul Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, Dexie's Midnight Runners. Is this them trying to still maintain a career? Yeah, we don't want to hear this. Did they sing Mexican radio too? No, that was Wall of Voodoo. That's a good song. Oh, it's a totally good song. It's L.A. New Wave. It's so fucking L.A. New Wave. I'm on a Mexican. The lyrics sound like this (laughs) and we're gonna do Is it boingo, boingo, or the plimsolls? (laughs) Tuxedos and sunglasses. (laughs) And then the chorus goes, in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee you. None of us have heard this Dexys Midnight. You can tell. They're wearing the Eileen clothes. Yeah, they, they are trying to like, it's not just a one hit wonder. I this guess, isn't Come On Eileen. You're still wearing Eileen this, though. The lead guy, he uh, he ended up becoming a big This junkie. looks like the fucking, uh, they're, all, they, they're dressed like pioneers. They look like a fucking, they're the uh, lumineers of their time. Isn't this just... Like, isn't this just a disconnect? Like, the image of this? Completely. It's it, it just, you can tell, it's like, we're a one-hit wonder. This is our chance. We got to get a... We, we're hot right now. What's our second best song? The producer, like, pushing them on this. get a few more seconds. <laughs> no one has heard this. There's one Dexy's Midnight Runner song that we know, and this is not it, just to let you know. This is... Look at him just cranking those fiddles oh, back absolutely. there. All barefoot, getting fucking foot fungus on that stage. Yeah. Fucking Richie Valens, his blood was on that stage. <laughs> it is, um, again, what this... He looks is. like fucking... Uh, he looks like the guy who pretends to be a poet to fuck a chick. <laughs> like in your perception... Because back then, this was deemed like... It, it was it was an uh, an offbeat eccentric look that they had, you know. Well, no but it shit, kinda it still worked, is. You know? Well, no, I've seen some people wandering around L.A. looking like Robin Hood, like this. Oh, absolutely. Got quills with pens <laughs> yeah, in it and shit like yeah, that. There's, yeah. Th- 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 would you say there's a weirdo factor in this city? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm being a bit sarcastic when I say that. Maybe I'm one of them. This is a hell of a song. This is a long ass fucking uh, yeah. song. Uh, they're it's pushing no it. crazy horses. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, but we got it. I had a request, ladies and gentlemen. I had a request before this uh, show began. Uh, as you all know, eight, 10, 12 months ago, uh, Keith introduced me to the Osmonds. The very first concert I went to the Osmonds when I was seven years old. To the Osmonds hit Crazy Horses. 
I think released in 1975. And Keith told the story of uh, he was tripping on acid, tripping balls, <laughs> like dude. and like peaking on acid. Like you were definitely tripping, right? Like you were tripping. Oh on yeah. And like, and, and did you just stumble across? Like, how did we you were stumble? watching? There's this thing called Lost and Found tapes. Okay. There's like 12 volumes of it. And so it was on video or was it? It's a DVD set. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's okay. just a bunch of random VHS clips. Like it'll be shit like this. And then it'll cut to like an episode of reading rainbow. And then all of a yeah. sudden it'll cut to an episode of fucking just like wild shit. That's yeah. definitely made to like throw your brain off when yeah. you're tripping. Yeah. And even some deliberately funny stuff. Like it'll go from the Osmonds. And then there's this thing where like it cuts to this dude singing a song going vagina is the word that we use vulva it's just like this like child song yeah trying to and then all of a sudden in the middle of it this guy goes that vagina is the proper word and then this old guy comes in and goes and some people call it virginia and then they'll cut to something else wow like there's one on it where it's just this dude getting interviewed at a festival in like richmond somewhere in richmond and they're like where do you live and they're like we're not here in richmond yeah what do you go to the fair for the sausage sandwich like it's just anything and everything yeah. spliced together yeah so crazy yeah. horses popped up on that yeah thing. yeah absolutely absolutely interesting you know interesting yeah okay look at him getting into that fucking <laughs> keyboard dude he's really getting every ounce of those fucking things is, is that a theremin he's playing you know like, like the beach boys no it's just Woo! the synth classic synth oh man Oh. Look at them, dude. Look at the smiles on their face. They were like, we did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they broke through. We're fucking really doing some Woodstock shit. Oh, my God. This. Why did my mom and my... Jay. That's Jay. <laughs> Look at him, dude. <laughs> Look at him fucking digging, dude. I know. Exactly. He means every lyric of this. Oh, oh. Like... You want to know though, Crow? It's a fucking jam. <laughs> Crazy Horses is legitimately a good song. This is so fucking ridiculous. Look at Donnie, dude. Oh yeah, well, I mean, Don- Donnie was, you know, he was all hair. Yeah, he I, that hair is wearing him. I I, I, I had hair like that. Look at that a- dance, dude. That's the first Crazy Horses. My mom wanted my hair to look like the Osmonds. Can she you click square. the back? Sure. Now that you know where it is, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. I gotta have some task, you know what I mean? I, gotta, I just sit here like a lump on a... You know. This is where, like, we're finally utilizing all of our talents. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not just yeah. the Donnie show now. Yeah, exactly. And we're, no, that's Meryl. Oh, my God. Yeah, fucking... Look at those fucking... Look at the clothing they're wearing. I feel like... Earth tones were so big in the 70s, man. I feel like Donnie ate Meryl and just became the new Osmond brother. There was a competition between Meryl and Donnie. Look at what they're wearing, man. Look at his guitar moves. Like, you see how he's got that, like, he's more yeah, stuck yeah. like a robot. Where yeah. he can't, because he's obviously can't dance. Wayne. Wayne yeah. has no moves. Yeah. Look how thin that microphone is. Oh, yeah. You don't need a lot of... Echo it. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you don't need a lot of microphone power to put that voice through. <laughs> He's like, you don't need me often. Look at his dancing. He's like, you don't need me often, but when you need me, I'm fucking oh, getting in there. It's so bad. That's the one. Look at that one. Not that. That's yeah, one, that's but bad. check this out. Look at this one yeah, right yeah. here. Watch this. 
Oh my god. <laughs> they look like Boy Scouts. They look like psychedelic Boy Scouts. I, I, I literally, even I know this is not cool. It's a terrible I mean, song. It, when I was seven years old, I knew this wasn't cool. I remember going to the concert. My mom, but my, my brother, he was 12 and he was not happy about Fuck seeing yeah, Donnie Monroe. And so, and I remember even being bored stiff. I didn't like it. I, I thought it was boring music. It just didn't do anything for me. I didn't like it. And it was a pack. They sold out the Capitol Center, man. The Capitol Center. There were like 15,000 people there. I mean, it was a stadium venue. I mean, they, they moved a bunch of production to Utah and it failed miserably. They wanted to bring Hollywood to Utah. Well, that's not going to they're going to go there and ski and then have like a little film festival. And then that's it. You know, they, oh, I can come in here and enjoy this and then go back to my wealth. You know, that L.A. money fanning out over the West. San Francisco money, California money. Oh, here we go. This is the one I wanted. Jay sang it, everybody. Here we go. Call Crazy Horse. 50th anniversary. Where's the look? Look at the audience. Look at these people, dude. How much did they pay them? You know what, though, they probably are one of those bands where like they got the following. Oh, 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 oh! I, I think they play Vegas with relative. I mean, they used to at least. They used to. Wow. He doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't got the oomph like he did. I wonder what happened in his life to take away of his soul. Well, he just... A couple he, of bankruptcies. Yeah. A divorce or two. <laughs> well, I mean, and he's Mormon, so I'm sure the guilt was huge. Probably a very sane horse at this time. Look at... It's just like, this is just so fucking corny. I mean, I would go as a goof. I'd go to this concert as a goof. I always wanted to see Siegfried and Roy... I always wanted to see Siegfried and Roy. And, and I, well, oh my Roy, God, there's fucking sparks shooting out of his guitar. Wow. They dropped confetti. Oh, he's feeling it again. He's never been more alive, Alan, before this. Uh, well, this before is the, tonight, Alan was not alive. And he told everybody that. Listen, I've been talking about my show, my television show being based on race. It's... It's not actually. It's it's a uh, why have I done a, a movie a biopic about <laughs> Jay Osmond. Alan about Jay Osmond. And, and, and this scene, this scene is like this is the culminating moment where he knows he's back. Look at him. They practice that backstage. Wow. That in sync move back. Look and at forth. this fucking squareness. You know what though? I don't think Donnie's there. Oh no, he's off in the back. There. He's got to be. I mean, and they were like for one night. They were like, you have to be back off to the side, yeah. Donnie. This is Jay's night. Look at he were he's taking off the bandage tonight. I will say, Donny Osmond's had enough of a career. He's I mean he's the you know Donny Osmond correct? You know Donny Osmond. Oh yeah. Yeah I mean so so he's had a career. He's a little bit rock and roll, right? Yeah, exactly. I used to watch Donny Marie show when I was in the first grade. Was that a sketch show? Yes, it was. It's a sketch music show. Yes, exactly. That was the thing yeah. back then, huh? Yeah, the, the, there was there was a genre of that. That that solid gold is in that, and hee haw is in that. Well, I mean to me. Bandstand was definitely the white hip version, but but Soul Train was the coolest. There's Soul so Train much, was cool. So much pyro going on right now. Soul Train was was genuinely good. I gen, I don't think they accounted for all the smoke. Like they're running into each other now. <laughs> I'm 59. I'm 64. And I, yeah, they're I mean, all wearing CPAPs now. <laughs> no, they live a pretty square life. I bet you they'll be able to tour for a while longer because they're probably not alcoholics or drug users. 
So they've been they're gonna live a little bit longer probably. So what? You know. <laughs> what a good fucking song. Yeah, that, that's amazing. God, what? Yeah, that's. Thank you for indulging me, Keith. I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate you. Uh, playing there there's more solid gold this is not this is not her version no this is a cover you gold dressed temptress fucking trying to get me listen how bad her voice is well i mean she got on the show that's like one of the classic dances just a little this is soft sell what a weird it's just so interesting to me, when I watch this, it's about one-hit wonders trying to continue their career. That that's basically from from a. It's like a new opportunity. Yeah, type yeah. Of like thing. okay, you got to do it now with this one. You know, it's like and you they're all trying. And you could tell it's all bands that had that kind of late seventies kind of. Not nest. They're all trying to turn what they did in the late seventies into like the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like because "Come On Eileen's not like an '80s song. That's kind of like a late '70s. I yeah. would almost say like an indie rock kind of fucking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know type of thing. It had a catchy uh, banjo beat to it or, or, or catch. And then you know? that song they were trying to get into the fucking Oingo Boingo fucking. Yeah. There was there was punk rock. The true punk years are the late '70s. That's the true like the birth of punk rock. Obviously, and punk rock was genuinely dangerous. Do you remember the Sex Pistols? I remember hearing about them as a punchline of jokes on episodes of Alice, the TV show, the Linda Lavin Alice that I sometimes used to watch. Because uh, anyway, uh, and, and I remember like punk rock was a frightening thing. Like it was like, I was, I mean, I'm nine years old, 10, 11 Well, they years also old, were you know? a little filthy. There was probably some septic issues too. And, and, and I mean, it was a rough, rough element in that, you know, it was that or metal, but there were certain things that came I imagine out of, your mom going, Adam, that's a rough element of well, person. <laughs> the uh, punk was more my sensibility. I didn't like metal because hair metal was dumb. But, but with, with, punk, with the, uh, what came out of punk too, the new wave thing was certainly kind of a, an offshoot of punk Is rock. Is you two new wave? Uh, not really. They kind of had their own sound. New Wave would be like the tubes or uh, uh, it television. Be, it, it wouldn't be the Arrhythmics, although they, they're more the British invasion that happened with that culture club. Uh, although that was a bit New Wavey too. I always for, I always com- confuse the Arrhythmics and 10,000 Maniacs. Oh, Nat- no, yeah, no, Natalie no. Merchant and the Eurythmics are like one and the same in my head. Wow, yeah, yeah. That, that shows how yeah, I like them age. both. Yeah. Because the night. Belongs to lovers. That is late eighties is ten thousand maniacs and early eighties is more rhythmics in my mind. That, that that's what I think. But but with uh, like new wave was also like missing persons. Oh, here we go. Was Top a new wave album. band at that time, and, and so new and it had more of a fashion fashion sensibility. The car, fashion, you the, wanted the, it. The, the the cars, the cars, uh, kind of tapped into like their the way they dressed was a more fashionable kind of new wave. The cars aesthetic was like the best that probably New Wave had to offer. Yeah. You know? Good songwriting. They could write a good pop song. You now, know? I like the cars, but who does hear in my car? That's I Gary Newman. As Gary Newman. I hate that song. Well, it's also because it's like, when I've seen that recently, I'm like, I'm copying Bowie's facade. Do, 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 do. I'm copying here in my car. I want to act like Ziggy Stardust. I want to. It, it was that sort of. There was that real clean cut look. There was a real clean yeah, I'm, look. I'm going to dye my hair copper and put fucking pale but fucking like makeup really on my like, face. But be like really like just combed very tightly and like, and, and the image was very angular. And I do like that image of an 80s rock star at that time at the live show just 
Yeah, exactly. Get, getting ready. I got to have the show must go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, it, it was like, so that was kind of like New Wave was part of that. You, you just know? said Tubes, Outside, Inside, top, they're at top 10 albums. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Tubes were... Eddie Grant, okay, Duran Duran was very much, very much in that same kind of, had a New Wave thing to it, but that also kind of tied into... It was a different sound that they were tying into. Too. It had Who a sings Wild Boys, Wild Boys? That, that was Duran Duran, you know. Uh, and they were, don't say, their, their breakthrough album was, uh, you know, Hungry Like the Wolf, or the other song, Hungry yeah. Like the Wolf. I'm touching the sound. That's a good song. I do. I'm on the hunt, <laughs> no, I'm after yeah, So that album, that's very much This like, makes me want to play Grand Theft Auto Vice City after the This, like, early 80s Duran Duran, they were like, like, they were very, like, kind of, Posh and their style of dressing. Women, uh, girls of my age, they loved themselves. Some John Taylor, the bassist, they loved John. They you know, rubbed he, it out. He better have died tragically, like a hero of the. No, age. no, I think he's still alive. But Duran Duran, yeah, that, that, they're, what they're kind of. Been. To me, I look at them as having a new wave influence. You know, but they they even had their own kind of subset. But this is all. It was an offshoot of like punk. But I'll, I think of like um, the Talking Heads having a through. I like line. the Talking Heads. The, I also the, don't mind Duran Duran. My mom's a Duran Duran person. Duran Duran's okay. I like Duran. Duran. Who's the other cool Duran? Like Boingo Boingo's okay. Duran Duran's better. Well, because people like Danny Boyne, Elfman. People like Danny Elfman. Yeah, now. He's got a successful career, man. Yeah, and he I mean, Dar- for Batman. and Dharma and Greg was so popular, and that's his cousin. <laughs> I guess isn't it his wife Jenna Elfman? No, it's like his niece or his oh, cousin okay, or something okay. like so that. Like a showbiz fam. Flock of Gulls on Listen. Listen, wow, I don't remember that song. Well, only no one remembers the album. This is top 10 albums. Okay, okay, okay. Shadow of Shuba. Oh, oh Shabush. Oh, it's in excess. That's, that's one of their first first hit albums. They, they, they I hate in excess. Oh, they were. They stink. Huge in the 80s. D- he, don't change is a the good way song. he killed himself is more rock and roll than any song they ever put out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't change is a good song. Don't change is a good song. It, and that's a. Cargo, men at work. Oh my God. This had like, hey, look. Fix. Fix. Reach the beach. That they say, uh, one thing, one, one thing leads to another, to another. One thing, one thing, one thing. It's actually, this song's a good song. It it genuinely is. We we, we might get get, uh, murked on this. But no, let's play it. Yeah, because it's it's a pretty good song. I don't think there's a video. Uh, I remember the video. Absolutely, it's very low, like low budget produced. It's like I think Cy, was Cy Kern. No, Cy Kernan sang for the uh, the um, psychedelic furs. Can't think of this guy's name. Th- they were the musical guest for the Saturday Night Live episode that Jamie Lee C- Curtis hosted in 1983. <laughs> the Fix was the musical guest. I remember watching that. Uh, that's well, that's this is, is this the entire album? Oh God, this is yeah. There's a reason why it went nowhere. sounds like a total fucking yeah that sounds like something you put on when you're trying to fucking seduce a mullet either that either that or you're maybe you're like like you're driving home after waking up at a strange woman's house there is a certain I'm going home the, yeah a certain part of the 80s where the lyric a lot of the lyrics are oh oh but yeah it, it was uh the fix reached the beach uh one thing leads to another what was the big hit on that ZZ Top of Limit. Let's dance. Let's dance was Pyromania. God, I fucking. Don't this is like what eighty five. This was eighty three. Yeah, it's eighty three. I, I just 
Uh, Let's Dance is a great album. Let's Dance yeah. is by far the best album on that entire list. You know, uh, what's the second best album on that list? Maybe Cargo Men at Work. Shabu Shabai actually is the, is the second best album on this. It is. ZZ Top Eliminator. Eliminator is pretty good. It's got legs. She's got legs. Let's Dance is a good song. Uh, Let's Dance is a great album. It's a very good album. Because Bowie did like that. I feel like he's one of the guys that transitioned into the 80s well. Oh, absolutely. Now, it got a little too far-fetched with Dancing in the Streets with fucking the Rolling Stones. Oh, oh, oh with, let's uh, pull that video up. Yeah, with, uh, with Mick Jagger. <laughs> well, he was cashing in. But I give Bowie credit. The fucker was prolific. Jesus. I think he had like 28 studio albums, man. The album Earthling is actually a pretty good album. But it is, uh, but, but, but I mean, Bowie off of Let's Dance. What's cool about it, there's a good documentary about him. Oh, it's for Live Aid? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bowie. Uh, was this 83 too? This was 85 was, was Live Aid. This is 85. Look at the Reeboks. Look at they wanted everything. Like you're going to wear current tennis shoes. Yes. Those pants are going to be on your fucking tits. I mean, this is the reason why what bothers me about people, the, the love of the 80s. This was the beginning of consumerism. Okay, granted, there's always been consumerism since day one. But this is like the real like. Oh, didn't mean to do that. Like stars selling out. This was a big like Jagger selling out, man. You know. Oh, look at Bowie coming out yeah. wearing an art easel. I guess. I guess they, uh, rumor is they had sex. They had sex while filming. That's oh, the look rumor. at how gritty his teeth is. He probably had his finger in his butt right there. Look at this fucking video. <laughs> look at that grimace right there. I remember this. Oh, you put it in my bum. Jagger, his finger, yeah. Jagger, there, again, the, the Rolling Stones' last good studio album was Tattoo You. That was 40 years to, ago. They had to strut down a runway in, at four in the morning. Yeah, somewhere in England. someone filmed this. Exactly. In war-torn England, people are worried about their jobs. <laughs> the Falklands. You know? Yeah, and they're fucking scooting down a <laughs> yep. fucking... You know, this was a World War II strip. There's several <laughs> undetonated weapons. Maybe our grooving will set them off. <laughs> Just flick your look, tongues yeah, at I mean, each look other. At this. I mean, it, they it, wanted look, to connect tongues. The rumor is, the rumor was that they had sex. That, there was a gay rumor about this, which I mean, I, I Bo, mean, Bowie had sex. It looks with like they're having sex it. right now. I mean, well, what yeah. is he drinking? He I, just picked up a can of something and drank it. Also, at this point, at this point, you're both so goddamn famous. Just you're just fuck each other. Well, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, do you want us to just you know? look sexy? <laughs> look at what he's wearing. With Let's Dance, a point I want to make about Let's Dance, that album, you know, it's got like a China Girls on that song about China. Neil Rogers played on that. Also, you know who played on that? Did the guitar solo on, a, on a, not Let's Dance. Yeah, Let's Dance. You know who did the, the guitar solo? Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan did the guitar solo on, on Let's Dance. That really good guitar solo. You know solo. who so, did the guitar solo on Beat It by Michael Jackson? Oh, it was, it was uh, Eddie Van, Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen, absolutely. And he didn't ask for any money. Yeah, wow. Did it for free. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just... Um, Look at that shirt. I mean, they had the Seinfeld episode about Seinfeld being the first pirate. Mick Jagger's the first pirate. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at that blouse. I mean, that's the more fucking ouse than any blouse oh, in the world. God. My mom bought me a shirt like that one time that literally t- tore away at my nipples. I think I was, I, I was going through like you know, puberty things and like hormones were racing in my body and I had really sensitive nipples. That looks like the inside of a palace, that fucking blouse. That's just like... <laughs> Look at that color. The Queen's Jubilee is, is would that, be wearing that. What green would that be? Would that, that'd be like... Teal. The, co- that's the a, cousin of lime. No, I think teal's a little bit darker than that. 
Is that the cousin of lime? It's a scum. It's scum or, or, green. Or, or perhaps mucus. Perhaps mucus might be a... No, but mucus would be a little more yellow, I think. <laughs> Look at those facials. Look at this. Fu I, remember, I remember this being a big video. They used to have world premiere videos on MTV. You'd watch it. You know, like, oh, they're going to show for the first time. Mick Jack, you know, for two weeks, there'd be hype for it. Uh, Bowie... Let's dance is, a, is that that's like the end. They think that that was kind of the end of his art house era in a way or something. Even though he was always experimenting, like look he, at the it, look he gave him after. What do you think he shot down? He probably went for the finger in the butt again. Yeah, what's, Mick went. So earlier in the video, Bowie got his finger in his butt, and now Mick's retaliating. Watch, he's gonna spin around. Thumb right in his anus. Boom. Watch, thumb oh, in. Yeah, Ooh. what's his <laughs> the looks he's giving? You're being very indifferent, Mick. This is. I think Bowie was sober by this time. I think he was sober. But, you know, Bowie had a, Bowie lived in L.A. from like 75 to 77, and I guess just cocaine those years of his life away. Like, did a tremendous amount of cocaine. Look how thin Mick Jagger is. Oh, oh they both weigh like 140 You could pounds. punch holes through them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It looks like they're like, they had to sew like showing their asses on them. Oh, they, they gave it a good I, I mean, jiggle. dude, I'm telling you that that was the, I mean, that was the rumor. Yeah, they had sex after this. They, they had that video was burned into my head. I remember that as a kid. Absolutely. Let, but yeah, Let's Dance is a great album. But uh, Shabu Shabba. More solid gold from Brian yeah. Adams wow. with the number five song plus Jose Feliciano. Wow. Is he sing, does he sing fucking, uh, well, Brian Adams. Was who does Jose Feliciano sing? Feliz Navidad. That's him. Feliz Navidad. Is that his only tune? I think he's got a few other ones. Again, they tried to give you a, a venue to stretch out. A, if you had had a hit, they... Okay. One of Rock's top new recording stars. The single from the LP has been just as hot, and this week it's number five on our solid Back when things were LPs. Singing his smash hit straight from the heart, Ugh. here's Mr. Brian Adams. This song is so square. Uh, slow Prom slow dance yes, for the, the year. Yeah, the, yeah the, this was like... Def, this this song and you know what other song was God, what would be a prom slow dance how many how many girls how many seniors do you think were plotting to dance with a girl to this song oh absolutely I'm gonna slip them an eight track they're gonna pop it in <laughs> and like you're gonna lose your virginity you how know, would you deliver this song if you had a plot to play this song while you danced with Susan how would you slide this track would it be a cassette were cassettes happening would it be an eight track how are they playing music it wouldn't and be an eight track you'd slide a record you'd have to bring it'd a jacket be, it'd be a record or and, Tapes were like, this is pre-CD. So tapes were like the, the cutting edge technology. To put it in your car, like a tape deck in your car, that was like- Bring it to Lookout you, Point, you know, pop a fucking, pop a pop, pop green well, by the, REM the time, in there. The first time I ever hooked up. <laughs> was Reconstruction of the Fables out at this time? Uh, no, Reckoning was the out, 84, which is actually their best album. I, I'm not a big REM guy, but I've listened to enough of REM like fables and re and murmur and, and you know green yeah green like you said uh, I listen enough re reckoning is our best album reckoning is a maturation you can tell there's a maturation of the band that's going on is that before out of time it's yeah it's eighty four yeah it was the album oh, it's that's like their, their second th album murmur is their first one right I think murmur is their first I think it's their third album I think they had a different album that I, I should know uh, but anyway uh, yeah reckoning Look at that leather is, jacket but it was uh, but but yeah uh, but yeah I would say at that time. You know, yeah, you you would pop in a tape. This uh, is a guy. He's fucking twenty three. There, he he's wants young. you to know, I'll woo you, but I'll break your heart first. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's well, yeah. Well, he's you know he's he's got the leather jacket. You know, this song was a hit. 
Oh yeah, that's a. I don't know that. I know Dude, that he, he did like Robin Hood. I mean, he, what he else does Brian career. Adams sing? I bought my first real six yeah. string. I hate. That's the jam. Dude. I hate that song. <laughs> I detest that. You know what? That has. I, I, I like the Green Bay Packers. I think that Trump song. Boy, that's, I do you know what song that, that song. is akin to? Because it's got that opening line where people pop. Yeah. That I got my real first, I've got six, first string. six string. Yeah. That and. Shot through the heart, yeah, and you know, you're yeah, to yeah. blame. I fucking hate you have you play those two beginnings of songs, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, I know. shit!" I know, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Yeah, white people. Yeah, yeah, I can't. And then also, well, he, the album, the album that was huge, I think, was Reckless. Reckless was the album that came on '85 that I think he, he, I mean, he, it sold like millions of copies. He did the same theme song for the uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Kevin Costner, Robin Hood movie. Like, like he had a career into the 90s where he yeah. was doing musical tracks. I wouldn't be surprised if he still shows up every once in a while somewhere. But he had a stretch for about 10 years, I think, where he was, he was pretty pretty popular. Right. Reckless. I couldn't stand it. We got a moment here. The battery's petering out. We were young out. and reckless. The battery is on its last okay, leg. Yeah, 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 Can we yeah. switch? We don't have to do it. We just yeah. ease out it's of easy. the last yep. few minutes here. But yeah, he was. I'm trying to think what else was on Reckless. There was like three or four hits. It was, that was the main one, but there was another one that was on there I should, I should know. What else was on Reckless? I don't know. Brian Adams. I should know that. <laughs> but, uh, hey, should Google. I really? Yeah. Hey, Google. What are the hits from Brian Adams' album Reckless? The album Reckless is made up of 10 songs. Here are the first three. She's there. She's and Let me know if you want me to tell you. Yes. Tell me more. There's heaven, life, heaven. and summer, nine. Yeah, heaven. Finding it hard to believe we're in heaven. Yeah. But like, that's that, a good song. That, 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 that Brian was Adams like, rules. That, that was like a, that, that was like male strippers would, would dance to that. See, now our Wasn't generation, you love, pro, you love someone? pro, I don't know if you knew this, but my generation, we have Ryan Adams. <laughs> yeah. He got canceled. Oh, what did he do? What did he do? I think he was, uh... Let's see. Hey, it's, Google, what did Ryan Adams get accused of? What is Ryan Adams accused of doing? No, I'm good. You've, wow. You've, you've provided yeah. enough info. I, I like adding that to the show. I always talk to you like you're supposed to speak in Google speak, you know, or, or in, in whatever. In, in a, Google? In, yeah, in a, in, yeah, but this is... Uh, oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. You want to, well, you want to tail yeah, out here? Tail out. Let's play that. But yeah, Heaven was big. Uh, Finding it. There's a third song on there that I didn't recognize by title, though. Uh, oh, she's only happy when she's seen you. Yeah, well, uh, I thought they were dancing to this. <laughs> uh, outro music. Oh, the oh, they're they're playing. They're, yeah, they can't get Bowie, so you have to dance to "Let's Dance." Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, we're gonna tail out here. Thanks yeah. for watching the episode. Absolutely. We'll be back. I'll be back in a couple days. Crow will be back next week, probably. Yeah. Uh, this will be up on YouTube and all places where you get podcasts. We love you. Absolutely, fun show.
can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>